0: I mean, I'm a musician, so I'm, I run on, you know, late hours is like, you know. yeah, I'm like, I much prefer, like, going to sleep at 2 a.m., waking up at 10, then, you know, whatever.
1: Have you always been that way? At 2 a.m.? Uh,
0: I feel like ever since I was a teenager, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I used to stay up late and watch Toonami. What's you? that? You don't know Toonami? Toonami. How, how, wait, how old are you?
1: I'm 31.
0: Okay. See, I thought we were like around about the same age, right? You're okay. 33. 33. So, which is so weird. I don't feel like I'm older than you jesus died at 33 didn't he yeah i thought about that just my entire year so <laughs> <laughs> i've been thinking about that you, you might die but uh, uh uh so you
1: were you were born in what 87
0: yeah okay yeah it's uh i was wondering because i remember you saying something about doing something in 2003 and you're like i was 12 years old i think or something you said right? 13 probably yeah yeah and i was just like wait what <laughs> Because I don't know, I just assumed that you were older, because I don't know, I guess you've been doing DZ Fest for so long and stuff, yeah. you know? It's like you're like established, whereas I feel like I came into the city and it was like, oh, this is a thing that exists, you know? Yeah, you no, know, it's
1: been going on for a bit, and since 2010 is when DZ Records it's started. It's crazy. So. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> I almost like, the pandemic was awful, and s- still is, but it's almost like something I needed I was so tired and burnt out, Yeah, you know, and I know you understand that better than honestly anybody else I probably have ever met. I feel
0: like you and I, (laughs) you and I have a similar thing that we do, or at least I don't know if you still do it as much, but, uh, we have with the DZ Records thing, um, where it's just like, yeah, it's boom, boom, boom. Like every week, every few days, it's just got to release something new all the time. And it's like new people coming in, recording, it's going get it just like, you know, and they're like, "I, I got burnt out. I did. Have
1: you always been that way? Like, busy, like being able to orchestrate things and bring them together and execute them and plan them and want to keep doing it and building that up? Is, uh, or is that something that just started uh, yeah. happening? I mean,
0: I guess. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I just always had like a sort of a grand vision for like, how I was gonna, how I was gonna make it happen, you know? And then it's like, I don't know, it just didn't necessarily play out the way that I expected and, uh, and, and like in the sense that like I guess I, it's like I remember when you talked to Doug and he was talking about how sometimes you should say no because otherwise you get you get pigeonholed into something that you didn't necessarily want to. Yeah. And so I, I'm the kind of guy that was just like yes 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 until I just was like oh man actually I don't think I'm I don't like necessarily like where I where I'm at right now. Like yeah. With the um yeah like with the with the young Camelot recordings or like VCR recordings you know. Like the stuff that I was doing right before the pandemic was like, I just didn't feel like it was representative of like where I wanted to be like because I had. It was all using this old gear. It had been beat up at all these DIY shows. Like, I was missing, like, channels and stuff. And it was, like, all this noise on all the tracks. I had to spend all this time, like, importing the tracks and removing the noise and stuff. Yeah. And and the end result still wasn't very good sounding. So I feel like, yeah, the pandemic helped me to sort of reestablish, like, take a break, buy some new gear. <laughs> like, save up somebody, buy some new gear, kind of go at it again. Sounding more like... I want to sound instead of just like what I can use, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when did you first start recording music? Because you've been oh, recording yeah. <laughs> forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting story about that. And I feel like everybody who's recorded probably has heard it. But basically, I used to, I mean, I started as a drummer, you know? Yeah. Which, another thing that I think Doug Malone is right about, you know? Like, you got to be a drummer first if you want to be a recording person. <laughs> I mean, or if you're going to be a recording <laughs> people, you should learn how to, what drums are about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, so I was in this band called Circles Within Circles, which we were like, you know, I don't know, kind of kind of like like slow metal, you know, like uh, neurosis or like ISIS, you know, Um, the band, not the terrorist group. Uh, And uh, (laughs) we went and recorded with some guy. It was in Columbus at the time, you know, and Ohio. Yeah. Columbus, Ohio. That's where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Up until, like, 2013, after I moved to Chicago. Well, I lived in Athens, Ohio, too, for a while. But anyway, this was back in Columbus. And so, you know, this guy had, like, all this, like, I'll go in there. It's his basement. He's got all these, like, you know, this fancy gear in my mind. He's got, like, monitors. He's got, like, software. He's got this thing that, like, the faders move. He doesn't even touch it. You know, and, like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know anything, you know. But I thought, oh, he's got mics. This is probably going to sound amazing, you know. And, of course, you know, drums do sound pretty crappy when you like when they're just raw you know it's like cardboard boxes flip-flopping around you know yeah Um, and so I was just like oh this is not very impressive but whatever and he says it's gonna be good and then he just like dropped off the face of the planet we didn't finish the record he like recorded some some guitar stuff and some bass stuff but then just just never got finished and I was Mm -hmm. like okay so we go to record with another guy sort of same situation we do it in his living room he's telling me like oh yeah put mics in the stairs because it's like what John Bonham did and whatever you know and I'm like oh this guy knows what he's doing and once again, we get, like, drums and, like, guitar done, and then he just disappears. Like, I don't know what it is with Columbus Sound Engineers <laughs> circa, like, 2008 or whatever, yeah. but, like... So then my friend who was going to Ohio University uh, at the time, he hit me up out of the blue. Uh, he, had, he needed to record a band for, like, a project, and I was like, okay, I have a solo record that, you know, I've just been working on because I'm, like, tired of... I don't know. I'm Just, just what I'm doing right now. And... So he comes up and like I have it, the whole thing mapped out. It's like 80 minutes of music and I like play the whole thing for him start to finish on a piano. And he's just like, "Dude, this is going to be crazy. Like if we if we do this it's going to take like a year." And I was like, "Okay, that's cool. That's cool." <laughs> um and if we're doing it, then I want you to tell me everything. Like I want to know what you're doing because I'm I'm tired of like just being like this guy knows what he's doing and then I lose it, you know? It mm-hmm. just disappears into the ether. So I basically, that's what I was just like, I want to know how to do this so that I can do it and make sure that like, I'm not wasting my own time. Yeah. So it kind of came
1: out of necessity.
0: Uh, of frustration, a, maybe. Frustration, yeah. necessity, it, <laughs> yeah.
1: inquisitive mind of just kind of wanting to know how something works.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, definitely. You want, you know, I feel like the more like you've, you probably started out just doing what? I don't know. Music, playing music. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Just playing out, playing guitar, playing bass, yeah. playing in bands breaking gear buying gear <laughs> and just curious just a four-track cassette player from guitar center oh yeah 16. back in the day yeah and yeah just went from there so about 15 years of the recording evolution but yeah just uh, just curious uh, again a very curious mind like yourself and then being a musician just kind of putting them together and also wanting to have that like control because i didn't I didn't have the money to pay someone to do it right right and i like to experiment and make sounds because even when i was playing guitar i was making weird sounds with these amps anyway so why not make weird sounds with
0: amps and microphones
1: and placement and <laughs> acoustics and beating up stuff yeah once you, you start know?
0: recording it's like it opens a whole new box yeah. of like whatever you want to do with it mm-hmm. um yeah exactly i mean that's essentially what it was like i had been listening to all this music and you know i've always i mean like i remember it was the Beatles. it really was like i started researching all this stuff like when i was like about, like, how the Beatles did this. And it was like, oh, they play the tape backwards. Like, whoa. You know, and so I was, of course, always interested in that sort of thing, you know. And, uh, but it wasn't really until, like, I had the experience of recording. Just checking on that. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Sorry, go is, ahead. Is he looking good? Yeah, I'm used <laughs> to just being able to see
1: the, the computer. Oh, yeah, so I'm yeah. So am just making sure it's you doing good, mobile here, yeah. We're all good. Sorry, keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's both do this. <laughs> all right, we're back. <laughs> um, uh, But, yes, yeah, so it was just... Just being frustrated at the other people letting me down, and I was like, okay, you know. And I, and the cool thing was my buddy, the uh, Dave Frush, Dave, oh you, everything. <laughs> uh, he was really cool about that, and he like you know showed me like here's how a compressor works, here's what I'm doing. Like it's funny because like, yeah, it was basically like I, he gave me all the files after we would record, you know, and I'd go through and like automate my my vocal like up and down like every single point, and he would be like, dude, you don't have to do that. Like what are you doing? He's like, yeah. just use a compressor, and I was like, what's that? I don't know, uh, <laughs> you know, he was really cool about like just showing me everything that he was learning in school, basically, Yeah. without me actually having to go to school at all. So, yeah. So and, you
1: are just all self-taught and experienced.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, cause uh, yeah, I basically was living in Columbus he was living in Athens where Ohio university is. And I would just commute down there for like a weekend. And the way we did it was like, we would like, they had you know, a certain number of hours you could book, you know, if you're a student. And so he, we would book like a, an entire like, you know, weekend early in the year when no one else was using it because they all like, people didn't book time. It was like the students just didn't do it unless they had a project and no one had a project early in the year. So we just would use the time, book a, book a session. And as soon as like an hour before like the session started, we would cancel the, the hour and then... Like and then as it went through like another hour, we would cancel like ten minutes before the next hour, so we would get the hour back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we just continually do that like like all every weekend, you know. So anybody who ever wanted to go in the studio would be like, why are these guys booked in here? Like how many hours do they have? But we were just uh, just taking our hours back yeah. because the software or whatever their system didn't. Didn't know that you could do that. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> you found a little, so, found yeah. a good hack.
0: So we gave ourselves infinite studio time, basically <laughs> at Ohio University. Yeah, they had an audio program there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a really nice studio with like a Neve board. Oh wow! And like that's awesome. Just all this. So you have free gear. reign over it. Yeah. And yeah. was anybody
1: else there? Or was it just your friend and you going? Yeah, over I that mean, stuff? sometimes
0: you'd have other people come in, hang out, or like and record tracks. Like on that out first album, I did. You know, there was like, I mean, basically any stringed instrument because I didn't know how to play. Guitar or mandolin or banjo or mm-hmm. anything like that. So anytime I needed anything like that, I would have like a friend come in. Mostly my friend Caleb who played all of those things. <laughs> and the poor guy had to like play stand-up bass, and like that was like hundreds of takes. It was like really rough. Because <laughs> his poor hands got shredded.
1: So you but, got your um, you got your hands dirty there. And what, twenty years old at this
0: point? Yeah, yeah. About I mean, it was like twenty-two. 22. Yeah.
1: Were you going, did you go to school anywhere where, or did you just? No,
0: so I went to Ohio, uh, Ohio State for one year for English because, you know, I guess sort of like uh, Ness said, like, oh, words. I don't know. You know, I'm good at that. Yeah. But, like, I sort of very quickly realized that, like, uh, I didn't want to go into debt to basically take what seemed like glorified high school courses, you know? Uh, and, like, okay. I was like, I don't really know what I'm to, what am I going to do when I get out of here? Like, I had a lot of older friends uh, while I was kind of, like, in high school who all went through the system and kind of like, I saw as they were going through it, like how like they were like, "Eh, I don't know, like what is, what is this? And so like, I even had friends who like went to music school and they were like, dude, do not go to music school. Like do not go to college for music. Like it is a scam. And so I was like, well, that's all I really want to do. Like all I want to do is play drums like all the time. And, uh, but you know, I was good. Yeah. Like English. Um, but so I decided to drop out and go to the real world that they kept telling me about, you know, and, uh, so once I was out there, I mean, it was like, I, I ended up going to a, um, uh, an associate's degree at a little sort of small college near Athens, mm-hmm. pretty much so I could kind of go to Athens more often than not, but yeah. also so that I could have like a degree I could like lean on. Yeah. But it wasn't just like alternative energy and fuel cells. Um. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was the future, you know, <laughs> it seemed, it seemed like that, we, that was what we would do. But. I mean, it's, it's going
1: there uh, slowly. Uh, <laughs>
0: That was yeah, I'm gonna think about This is like 10 11 years ago, you know. Very like slow. Really dragging our feet <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, I didn't want to commit too much time or money or get into debt. That was the main thing. I didn't want to be in debt because I just wanted to like not have to be tied down anywhere, doing any specific thing, yeah. you know, more than you know, was necessary. So that's sort of sort of been the overarching uh uh thing about my sort of might have been figuring out is like how can I just do what I want to do without having to like commit too much to anything, which is like maybe not a great way to go through your life. But Have you always been like that? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like, you ask me these questions like, "Have I always been this way?" It's like I guess. I, I
1: it, it is. It's a funny question to ask. Have you yeah. always been this way? Because you don't really know because it's you and you just live. You you yeah. exist. So you're like, I guess someone who knows you really well would be able to answer that better.
0: Or if you guess you if know? you had the thought was like, yes, I was like my, you know, like I mean. Like if I was one of those people who went to school totally committed to like going through it and then like you know something changed and I was like, yeah, I've decided to change my life or whatever. But no, I mean, like my uh my background growing up is pretty weird because like my dad is uh immigrant from Burma, uh, and my mom grew up Mennonite, like uh which is basically like Amish Light. Mm-hmm. And so both of those cultures are very like. Conservative and like sort of like traditional, you know. I mean, extremely traditional in the case of Mennonite. I mean,
1: where did she grow up Mennonite?
0: uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was gonna say Pennsylvania, the heart of they're always Mennonite
1: if you're from Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, she she broke out of it like because she wanted to go to college. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to do that, you know. So, uh uh, and then my dad, you know, he just he just you know he's got the Asian mindset, the Asian grind set. If you oh, will, yeah. you know, got to be a doctor, or if you're not a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer,
1: know? engineer, doctor. Well, actually,
0: they don't really like lawyers because they no? think it's kind of like oh, you're like just you're just getting money out of like people and stuff. You're yeah, 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 scammy. You know, yeah, it's sure actually, Chinese it. don't really think that like like lawyer being a lawyer is a good profession. <laughs> it's like engineer, doctor. Uh, I don't know. It's it is really. always <laughs> an
1: engineer, doctor, isn't
0: it? It's pretty much it. Yeah. Dude,
1: have you ever talked to your dad about like where that? comes from or where where he got oh yeah of course
0: well because you know i mean when he was growing up his dad was very sick his dad actually died before he could move to the country with them all and uh and so you know he was like you know he saw his his mom struggling really hard to raise the family and so he was like you know i gotta when i get to america i'm gonna make sure that like i not poor ever again and i don't have to see like anyone struggle in my family yeah you know that sort of thing which you know i mean it's uh i mean I owe my. I mean, I always like say that you know I did grow up uh, very privileged in the sense that um, my dad made a lot of sacrifices for us. You know, he worked a lot to make sure that we had those kind of you know um, like an easy life compared to like living in Burma. Yeah. What
1: What did he do for a living?
0: Uh, he's a radiologist, so he's a he's a doctor, doctor. You know, yeah. like he's, he's he's you know he's still like well sleep at the hospital and stuff. Like he's he's crazy about work. Did you Did you, you um know? not see him a lot growing up then? No. Yeah. Like not at all. So I was basically raised by my mom and so like you know her being kind of like well I left the church you know like this crazy conservative church that I was at uh because I wanted to pursue free thought you know has sort of been more like the I guess influence that I've had even though she's never really been like yeah music is good like I'm totally non-musical family like that's one thing didn't grow up listening to any music like I didn't hear Led Zeppelin until I was like 12 and I was like, who's this woman singing? This stuff?
1: Like, what is a this? This unique female voice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I really had no idea anything about like pop culture rock music, like at all. It was kind of yeah. weird. But, um, you know, so, so, you know, it's just for me, it's always been like, I've just, I just knew basically when I was growing up, I was like, well, I like really am into music and no one else around me in this family is. And they will not understand this. You know, they were really cool about like, you know, when I, when I bought a drum set, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like my dad helped me buy a drum set, which was surprising. But he was just like, "Well, you know, I mean, as long as you're gonna practice, like, that's discipline." And I was like, "All right," um, and you know, they put up with just hearing that cacophony for years. You know? <laughs> God bless. Him. How old
1: were you when you got that?
0: Uh, I mean, I was 12 when I first—not I mean, a, like a real drum set. I was like one of those like weird little kid drum sets. It wasn't until like I basically was doing lessons seriously and like i had a drum teacher that basically kicked me up from him he was like i like i don't have anything else to teach you kid like you should go take lessons from this other guy they were like oh you should i guess this is serious then you know and that was like when i was like 14 okay and That was when i got like an actual the drum set i still have actually downstairs funny enough
1: the one that's set up yeah that's from when you were 14 yeah wow I, cool. I love
0: that drum set i mean it's
1: you brought it everywhere with you
0: yeah it's got a history you know that's awesome um i just i've never had a reason to buy a bigger Fancier drum set, you know. It's what kind of it? What kind of it's a? It? It's a Tama Rockstar. Okay, classic. So, yeah, I know, it's like whatever. I, I love when like I tell that to dudes that, like at uh, like shows or something. they be like, oh yeah, man, like that's such a great kid. Blah blah blah. I'm like, you don't have to. You don't have to it's, <laughs> it's a Tama
1: Rockstar. It's fine. From 17 years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm fully aware of what it is.
0: It's not. It hasn't cracked or like chipped or anything. Yeah. Like, you know, it's held together. It sound sounds good. Holds its tune really good. So.
1: And you st- yeah. and did you start playing? You start. You played bass guitar?
0: No, I mean, just I, just, I just started playing drums. Yeah. And that was like the first thing. Cause like, you know, obviously my dad was like, you should play violin or, you know, yeah. play piano. <laughs> like, and I was yeah. like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. My sister took piano lessons. And so we had a piano at the house, but like, and I would, I would play on it a lot, but I just didn't want to ever like learn how to play like Mozart or anything like that. You know? Yeah. It just seemed really dumb to me. So I would just play my own stuff on there as like a kid and just be like, yeah, this is cool. Um, and so you, you know. so
1: no one in your family played music, and you just had this inkling to play drums. You just wanted,
0: yeah, to- yeah. I mean, well, so I think, I think you know, I think when you're in a family, it's like very, I don't know, sort of like conservative, like that, very like traditional. Like, there's not very many outlets for like emotion, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all very like, well, let's not talk about that because that makes us uncomfortable, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So <laughs> So I think that like it just all got channeled into like hitting shit <laughs> with sticks. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly it was what it, what it was. So it's like yeah, I mean it just was like, I guess Neil Pert. listening thing to him like my friend a friend of mine in like middle school was like you should check out this drum solo and I was like dude
1: this is fucking crazy.
0: Like <laughs> it was amazing to me that one dude could play for like eight minutes and it sounded like a whole thing. Yeah. You know and like no, I was he, like I want to do that.
1: Was a. Re- ridiculously talented drummer yeah yeah i mean crazy
0: (laughs) yeah i mean at the time i guess i just thought oh this is what drumming is you know i mean but like of course there's a lot of different kinds of ways to play drums and do things and that's just one of them yeah but it was what for whatever reason like really pulled me in and i just was like that's what i want to do like Mm. i know i was really against taking music lessons or anything but like once i realized like oh i don't know anything about what i'm doing on this instrument (laughs) like (laughs) yeah i need to sound like that and i mean it was funny because even like the very first day I feel like when I took a lesson, it was like, show me what you do. And I was like, yeah, like, look at me, man. I like know how to play this stuff. And he was just like, okay, we're going to just start from the snare drum. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. You're just going to, here's a click track at like 30 BPM. And we're going to go right. That's slow. Huh? Left. Right. I don't know. It was like super slow, you know, you know, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Bro, didn't you see how awesome I am? What are you talking about? <laughs> You know, it's like twelve-year-old logic or whatever. Yeah,
1: know. that's really funny. So, how long did you do lessons for?
0: Uh, up until I was eighteen, right? Until I went to to college. Uh, okay. Because then, in, you know, I went. I was majoring in English or whatever. And it's not in music, but I did take like, you know, music like some of some of the jazz band classes and stuff, and and that was you know that was fun. But like, it wasn't like I needed to at that point. I didn't feel like I wanted to take lessons so much as like just play with other people and just like. You know, meet new people and play things and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was the main drive at that point. I mean, Paul Richards, he was the guy, he was he he taught me everything. And he was like an old jazz cat from, like, New York City in the 70s. And Oh, cool. Yeah, I was really lucked out considering I lived in this, like, kind of crappy town outside of Columbus, like, that he just happened to have been from, like, Manhattan, like, in the, the height of, like, some of the best, like, post-bop fusion days, you know? Yeah.
1: So he was—he taught you, for, yeah, a, yeah. for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, for like four years. Wow, that's cool. Yeah.
1: And you've—you've you've just taken that with you. You think it's, you've yeah, held on
0: to that to this day? Although you know, I mean, I still sometimes will pull a drummer aside if, like, you know, I'm really—you know—give them a bunch of compliments. Obviously, I'm not a dick, <laughs> but if I notice that they're doing one of these, I'll tell them, hey, you know, you should play like this because otherwise, you get tendonitis doing this. Oh. Like, if you're hitting like this, stretching out this tendon right here over and over again. And that's how I ended up with tendonitis because I kept I didn't listen to my drum teacher. Uh, but if you play like this, this is like knocking on a door. Like This is a much larger tendon that you got going on here. Okay. So he would always correct me when I would just start that playing the wrong way. That makes sense. Because you kind of want to like, especially on the ride, you want to do this. Yeah. But like, that's just all this stress right here. You want to do this, which doesn't feel as natural. But,
1: but you get used to
0: it. Yeah, It's and you get way more stick control too because then you got all these fingers right underneath there doing that.
1: It's funny you say you that know. because I've noticed when drummers come in that are clearly more trained in jazz string, they always play like that. Right, yeah. You know, I've I've seen it a million times, and the ones that aren't are just doing, like... (laughs) It's the same thing (laughs) with guitar, you know? When someone's doing a chord with just these two fingers and they completely neglect these two, and they just never use their pinky. the pinky might as well be cut off. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like saying, like, you got to use all of them. And when you can't use all five fingers, use everything. Right, You know, you'll get so much better, so much faster, and you'll have just more dexterity and ability to stretch if you use everything, and it adds up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean same thing on piano, too. Like, I feel like doing chords, like, you can do way better chords if you do the right fingers versus, like, I don't know. Just, I, I my, my, the way I, like, uh, uh, finger chords on piano is all messed up because I just did it for so many years. I never took lessons, you know, but then I see other people do it. And I'm like, oh, that makes way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing it my way. I mean, it's, if I wanted to, I couldn't because it's just like well, in the moment, you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Same thing with, you know, playing drums. Like in the moment, like you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're rocking And then out. afterwards, you're like, ah, I was dumb.
1: Yeah. How, how many instruments do you play?
0: I mean, I, I like to say that uh, I'm a drummer. I can play piano. I should say, well, I'm a, I'm a drummer. I play piano and I can play guitar. Got you know? it. I like that. <laughs> like- I, I would
1: say I'm a guitar player. I play bass and I can play ki- I can kind of play a couple other things yeah, right. barely enough. I it's weird I have such an understanding of drums from re- working with them and recording them so much. And I can like keep beats and play very simplistic things, yeah. but like it ends there. I, and I have a drum kit that just sits there and I'm like I every day I'm like I need to just start playing drums. More. Right, yeah. And yeah. I just Cause I'm like, I'm trying to focus on other things and keys too. There's so many synths in the bass. I'm like, I need to start playing these oh, things yeah.
0: more. I mean, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like uh, the other day I was, uh, I was practicing bass for the, for the few times I, cause there's, there's a bass here for, for a change. I want to buy a bass myself, but uh, I haven't. And we don't normally have a bass here, but there is one here right now. So I was I was just dick around on it, you know? And, uh, and I was thinking to myself like, oh my God, we've got like, like three like guitar amps, like a bass amp. I've got a drum set and like, a bunch of keyboards, there's a, an actual piano right there. I was like, I was like, there's no reason why I'm not very good at this bass. It's because yeah. I keep playing these other things. Like, like, I can't be good at everything. I've even got a trumpet I bought, and I like, I want to play trumpet, but like, there's just not enough time on earth. Especially yeah. So we have to like make money. I know, right? Who wants to do that?
1: And then you and you make money to buy this gear, and then you're like, I barely use it. I know. Well, you I know?
0: know, that is the eternal dilemma too. That it like, sucks.
1: Guilt. I know. I feel guilty. I'm sitting there looking at my studio, I'm like, I should record more. I have everything I'll ever need
0: (laughs) to do this.
2: Yeah. But when you're doing it all the time
1: for other people, you get kind of drained. You you just do. You get a little bogged down, and you're like, I need to take a break. It's like even playing shows. It's like you put on so many shows, like I don't even know if I feel like playing one. Like all I do is put these things on. I just want to like just not do anything.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like you and me understand this kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh, because, yeah, you mean you record people all the time, and you post shows, and you're in bands. Well, I guess maybe not as much now. I'm currently in three. Oh, yeah. God, okay. No, <laughs> never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as you know,
1: it's like how active can you be when you can't really play shows? Yeah, It's so like, yeah. yeah, we're in bands. We just practice. like We
0: practice mm-hmm. Monday and Tuesdays. Um, oh, two times a week? Yeah. That's impressive for any band.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, we do one Monday for one band and then uh, two bands on Tuesday.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. we do
1: Lithia on Monday, then THR Neighbors You Know on Tuesday. And yeah it, i mean it's exhausting when you do with everything else but it's fun it got us through the pandemic for sure because they were part of my roommates and bubble yeah, yeah so we just went ham on writing yeah, songs yeah, yeah. there's nothing else to do and we got a lot done um but now that everything's coming back i'm like oh no i don't know if we're really going <laughs> to keep doing three bands
0: yeah i know it's i know be hard. i've been hit up by like you know a few people would be like uh, you know let's, let's like we let's schedule some shows and i'm like oh man we haven't like written stuff in a long time and I don't know. Like, How many bands do you play uh, uh, I'm in, well, Beastie and um, uh, Blood Hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blood Hype is the one that I've been Blood doing. Blood Hype's cool.
1: I was, I was listening to that recently. What,
0: Blood Hype? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Did uh, you record all that? Uh, not all of it because some of it was recorded by either Colin or Maureen. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it's like kind of weird that like, three of us can all record. There was one song on like our first like full length where each part, like, was recorded by each individual member. Mm. So it was, like, this long-distance kind of weird thing. But, um, uh, yeah, it just, you know, we we at least were able to, like, record and release stuff and during the pandemic. But, like, Beastie, not so much. Uh, and then uh, kind of trying to sort of put together another band with some other people. But I don't know. I didn't want to be in too many bands anymore because I just i wanted like you were saying like I see all this stuff. I bought some new gear over the pandemic, and I've been wanting to like write my own stuff and like maybe get a band together around my own songs. Cause that's what I did like you know back in the day. It's kind of the reason I got into recording. Yeah. And like it just took over. Like other people's stuff has just taken over, which I have. I love recording other people. You know, I mean, I shared a lot of the same thoughts that Doug Doug had when he was on here. You know, about just like how much it's like rewarding to talk to people and like and like share, like, ideas about their music and, like, flesh it out and, like, turn these abstract concepts into, like, actual sounds. But, uh, I mean, I, I do just want to sometimes make my own stuff, and there's just not that much time to do that when you're hosting shows, recording people, playing in bands. It's just, yeah.
1: And working and doing other things. Well, yeah, that's
0: the thing, that, yeah, that, like, now it's, you know, I mean, I've uh, uh, this whole pandemic having this job that is like a full-time non-music related job uh i mean it's given me a lot of money but it's like yeah it's like that's a whole big drain of time that's just like crazy to me that other people can even arrange anything around that like i'm not used to that i'm used to like having too many bands to be a functional like adult that can have like a 40 hour a week job but like so now that's just thrown in there sometimes too and it's like okay just like i don't know
1: when I don't that, know. now you know why when a lot of people get those jobs they stop doing yeah especially right. if you get a job like that and like marriage and a mortgage and kids like yeah say goodbye yeah, I know. like maybe you could swing practice once a month with your friends if your wife lets you yeah right <laughs> if you don't feel bad about your ki- like not yeah, being around for yeah, your kids like there's so many facts and dad yeah like it's like really you're gonna go do that right now like you didn't even see your kids this week you know yeah and you're just gonna like go play music I, it's it's there's nothing wrong with it but it's a factor. It's like something to take into consideration. Yeah. If you're going to do that, if you're not going to do that, that's okay. And then you do the other thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I so I've spent so much of my life, basically. I mean, I moved to Chicago with like dirt in my pockets, like no money.
1: What made you come here? Out of all the places? Uh,
0: I mean, uh, I have a few friends that have moved here. You know, it's just a natural progression from the Midwest area. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. Where you go, it's the next biggest. It's yeah. the biggest city in the Midwest. Yeah. So you know, I mean, and. Every time I've ever come to Chicago, I'd always thought like, oh, these are like cool people, but it's like a really cool city instead of like, you know, I've been to like, I've never been to LA really, which is like, I mean, I've been there once now, but like, it's not like I really, really hung out that long. Yeah. And, um, and every time I've been to New York, like when I would tour, like from Ohio and I would tour around, you know, I'd sometimes go to like New York and I'd be like, man, these people all kind of suck. What makes you say that? Well, like, I mean, it would be like, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we'll go to your show totally. But then there's like a hundred other shows and they would never come. It's and oversaturated, like, would you say? Just, yeah, just totally. Like, it's just so you know, much. Yeah, it's like impossible to like make any like impact anywhere, you know, unless you like, I guess, like are there in the ecosystem, you know, a lot of people and stuff, you know, like, but like, it's certainly not a place where I feel like I'd want to go and just like, I don't know, especially like, considering I had no, you know, I mean, it wasn't like I was working a solar power job, you know, like I was just this guy who had like randomly started recording people and had no credentials to do it. You know, it was just a dude who was doing music, you know, like what am I going to do? Move to New York and be like, Hey, I got music to sell. Anyone? (laughs) Anyone need, anyone need music? You're not
1: wrong. It's hard. It's, it's really funny you bring that up because as of recently, I will be going here and there back and forth to New York and Chicago. Oh yeah. And I'm, Reaching out to bands to do sessions, and doing them on location, and it's going to be very interesting. And I, I can already tell the difference. Oh yeah. Even their, I funny enough, their Facebook like New York DIY page, which is significantly smaller for whatever reason, <laughs> like a fourth, <laughs> a sixth the people yeah. of members, which is weird, but because it's such a big city. Yeah. I couldn't understand their layout of their pages. It, it was very strange. What do you mean? Like. There isn't just, like, a New York City DIY. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. a Chicago I've noticed DIY. that, too.
0: Yeah, it's, like, weird. They have all these different sub subgroups. Yeah, too the many sub group. ones, and the yeah. one that
1: is the New York DIY, it's, like, 4,000. I'm, like, really? There's, like, 10 million people here? <laughs> it's, like, triple Chicago, quadruple Chicago, and there's four, 4, yeah. 4, 4,000? yeah. I was, like, this... But, I mean, I reached out to it, and a few people reached out, but nothing like here. If I post something on DIY Chicago, it's not it's ridiculous Some people will reach back out to you. Yeah, I mean. It's completely different.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a, it's not, people aren't as like into it to like for the sort of like the fame and the glory of it, you know, there's a lot of people who are just literally interested in like putting stuff out and like, I don't know, seeing where it goes.
1: It isn't that kind of city. It's not the LA and New York. Those are, yeah. there's way more saturated, way more competition. You go to those cities to make it in music, in modeling, yeah. in fashion, in film, in acting. Whereas Chicago is like, It has all those things. It really does. But it's way more of like an arts and college, like so many colleges and universities here. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's just different. It's like a middle ground that's big and it has those industries, but it's not quite-
0: Yeah. Yeah, intense. It's intense. And it's weird because I feel like a lot of people just see it as a springboard, which kind of is a bummer because then you like, you, if you if you live in Chicago and you work on music, you'll see an artist come up through the pipeline and maybe you'll work with them on something and then they just go right off to somewhere else and you're like, oh, okay. L- L.A. New York. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah, you know. L.A.
1: New York, maybe like Nashville or Austin or something. Portland yeah. happens a lot too. Yeah. It is yeah. like, that's a good way to put it, it is like a springboard.
0: Yeah, and, but I mean, like... I just would not want to live in New York City. <laughs> I just want to do. Wouldn't want to live in LA. I uh, can't say anything for Portland. Never been there. Um, or I'll Austin, let you know how it goes. You know? I'll let you know how New York goes. <laughs> I'll
1: t- I'll text you about it when I'm there uh, next week. I'll be like, yeah. Chris, I think you're right.
0: <laughs> All these people are like they show up in like frills, and I don't know. They won't. We're no there. one wants
1: to talk to me. Hundred
0: dollar nope. haircuts, judging you, you know. <laughs> I mean like, oh, sh- it's, it's so cool.
1: funny. Every musician, artist creative mind i've spoken with about new york on and off the podcast says no one has anything to say. Like, <laughs> like, nobody yeah <laughs> which is hysterical i have no idea i'm uh, under the, the guise of it's it's corny but it's like I, I just won't judge a book by its cover i have to like immerse myself in it and then i'll know
0: right you right know, I, yeah
1: because it's like you you visit it's so easy to not like a place if you just visit it you're first of all the first thing you do for the first week or two is Weight against where you came from, like oh, this isn't like Chicago. This, uh, their grid system is not as good. The streets yeah, are not; yeah. as, they don't. It's nonsensical. There's too many curves. It's too old. <laughs> they came up with this 400 years ago. They learned. We learned a lot <laughs> since then, and and then you have these the boroughs and these the bridges and the traffic and the there's just so many factors. You have too many people on Manhattan for how many square miles it is. Yeah, that's you know, true. that so, is
0: not um, that is not incorrect. <laughs> that's
1: <is> true. <laughs> it's a, it's a completely different beast and I mean I'm excited for just to just to try it and see what happens and just kind of go back and forth and grow the music there and yeah. kind of infiltrate their scene and see what it's about, and try to understand it I know a handful of bands from there. So there's a starting point, but it's definitely daunting. I mean, it's Chicago's daunting enough and then you quadruple it, you know?
0: Yeah. I and, don't know. I mean,
1: we're used yeah. to it, yeah. I and don't we, know. you've immersed yourself so heavily that it's like
0: in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you—you like you still what, like feel like there's so many like I'm all the time like just like finding new people, like, yeah. and new artists and stuff. I'm like, it's, who is that? It's when crazy. did they come by? I mean, it, it's overwhelming. I can't even like I couldn't even imagine trying to like to 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 you know wrangle that beast in in New York City. You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I I feel it already. I'm just like, whoa, this is. But I'm, like, excited. Like, that type of um, situation just pushes me. It just drives me to, like, well, uh, I guess I have to try to figure out a way to overcome this. It's uh, obstacles I see as opportunities.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know, we were talking about being kind of burnt out and stuff earlier. I mean, yeah, honestly, maybe that's, like, the kind of thing you need to, like, feel like, you know, like, the post-pandemic pandemic bloom yeah well, <laughs> well, until you have
1: this delta variant that <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> who knows what that's nah, I, no i know i know but uh you know we'll see how that plays out i don't want to i don't want to date this too much by like, talking about that i you know. know i don't either you're right let's not talk <laughs> about COVID. We,
1: we have heard enough about covid and politics yeah yeah and the news and the presence. And speculation so,
0: yeah. and pond speculation about when things are going to open and when they aren't and whatever. And, you know, the, you know, I'm just at this point, like, I'm working events again. You know, I'm doing live sound again. And it feels good because I, I like, I, at least I'm not, like, just staring and going to the same place every single day. Oh, you're looking for the cat? There's a cat scratching behind me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Will? Does the cat bite or anything?
1: No. Come on, cat. Come hang out That's
0: Lilith me. She's very, oh, very hey. timid. I'll be surprised if she doesn't just run away as soon as you touch her. Oh, hey.
1: <laughs> she I, care if I
0: pick her up? No, nah, she's super chill. She'll Aww. probably run away, though. Hey. I gave you food. I don't know why you're bothering anybody. It's okay. Yeah, Aww. she's super chill. There she goes. There she goes. <laughs> I told it me she's... It lasted a little while. Very timid. Yeah, not a very friendly cat.
1: So, you started doing live sound
0: again. Yeah, and I'm just saying it's just nice. Even if it's like wedding gigs, like you were saying, weddings are weird. Yes, it's true. They are no. weird.
1: They're it's, they're kind of funny. Like, there's always something goofy <laughs> that happens just...
0: Oh, and, yeah. And the
1: wedding planners? <laughs> intense yeah they don't
0: mess around they are they are on 704 on the dot you must play this song uh, you're gonna i'm gonna
1: have so much clipping on
0: this podcast. sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i'm always so loud I'm when i asked so you to speak you know, earlier you're just like i'm talking well it's because I, I i listen to i listen to you know some more chill people that were they're not you're, as animated as me it's
1: the irony of of two audio engineers, and there's gonna be so much clipping. It's gonna be great. People are like, "Wait a minute, how do these guys not know?"
0: Yeah, I—I'm gonna say is Isotope RX. <laughs> Good to know. D Clipper. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not endorsed by Isotope. <laughs> that thing has saved me so much. When I really was like, you know, I mean, because I'm doing these, you know, basement show recordings, and like, yeah, you're talking about people who go from being like, you know, you know, this song is called, to be like. Wow. <laughs> It's just like oh. when they put their mouth on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. No one, you cannot catch that like on the meters because as soon as you turn it down, that's when they go back to mum Just uh,
1: dynamics is a really difficult thing with singers. It's something that I wish yeah. they thought about more. From just being away from the microphone like this, right? Yeah. Well, that's where that's none. where
0: you know some of these wedding bands that I work with they're like a lot more experienced and trained, and it's like. Funny because you can just see how they like know these things, you know, and like mm-hmm. they they project, um, you know, they don't then, cuff you know. cup it yeah. and
1: create an omnipresent or omnidirectional microphone and give you a bunch of feedback. Yeah, and so know. many things that go on Working
0: with, with professionals. I mean, you know, I don't know how you do it at D Z Fest, because you have these bands come kind of up boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> By like day two, like 10 p.m., you'd be like, Yeah, I've got a just feedback to see that you don't get any monitors. Sorry, <laughs> it's it's extremely
1: exhausting. It, it's a type of e- exhaustion. Like I can't, I don't miss it. I'll tell you that, but <laughs> it's a type of pain I've never felt before. It just because you're you're done and burnt before you even have it. Yeah, because it it took weeks to set up. So you're just and you're in the hot sun and you're just fried. And then you have to do two days of forty bands. Yeah. Forty artists selling artwork. All the all the volunteers. It's it's nuts. Yeah. That the weather. It's it's nuts, it's nuts. <laughs> I, I always downplay. I'm Like no, it's fine. It's not bad. Just to like convince everyone it's okay to come and do it. And in my Secret's mind, I'm out. like, this is insane.
0: Yeah, I know, man. I'm <laughs> sure. I mean, I just worked a festival. It was four days, you know, and like, but it was only two bands per day. So that's not interesting. Too bad, you know? Wait, four? four days, two bands per day. Yeah, because it was like it would be from like. Uh, it would be from like five to to seven thirty, and then from eight to like eleven or something. You know, okay, like really long, long two sets. double sets and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, Where was this? Uh, Lincolnwood. Okay. Um, it's just like you know weird little neighborhood festival thing, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, but yeah, I mean by like day by Sunday I was just like. I'm so tired of the hearing noises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine if it was like, bam, 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 bam. So it's a really great
1: dance. community, and a great team of people. That's what makes it work. It's it's always that, because it's, it's a really intense thing. It's a very difficult thing. And honestly, it was never that smooth. It took, it took years, it took a decade of doing it to be like, all right, now we know how to do it. Now we know how to, even just communicating to the bands, like letting them know, like, you have to play a 30-minute set. Yeah. There is a band before you and after you. You have to use the house gear. You can only, like, yeah, just, yeah. Pretty much demanding it, but also providing really good gear, so they're like, "Oh, they're not going to say no or be mad anyway." Like, I mean,
0: I personally don't care if I don't have to bring a drum set because that's great for me. (laughs) Most
1: most drummers, as you've experienced, are like, "Yes," and when they're not, we know what kind of person that is. Yeah, and we don't even have to talk about it because I know you know you're like, really.
0: That's the kind of that's the kind of (laughs) of drummer that won't let you use their kick. Drum beater, you know they'll be yeah. like, uh no, it's made of velour and uh, the it's spring been- <laughs> was custom designed. <laughs> it's made made out of ivory and bamboo and br- Brazilian rosewood, just all <laughs> these things you can't have. What?
1: <laughs> That's really funny. I, I'm glad that I I'm with someone who shares that pain. Yeah, because you you I mean you had. When you first got here, did how did you get... What was the first place you started doing DIY shows, and how did you get into that?
0: Uh, Why, you know? Well, to, I don't know. I'm, I guess it's been long enough, because I feel like for a while there, I was just reiterating the history of Young Camelot a lot, like, every, like, couple of weeks, because it would be, like, somebody from some somewhere asking, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I moved here in 2013, um, summer, uh, and... Uh, didn't know anybody really. I knew a couple of people, but they all kind of were like doing their own thing. And I didn't want to be like, hey, buddy, can I just glom onto your life into this big city? And, you know, like they were doing their own thing and they were polite enough about like ha- letting me hang out at parties or whatever with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like, but it wasn't like, you know, whatever. So I just happened to talk to somebody at a party who told me that there was this guy named Honey Hole Johnson. I know him. Who played blues because I had mentioned that I had toured with a blues band. And uh, and he was looking for a drummer. And I was like, okay. And so I go over to this place uh, to meet this illustrious Honey Hole Johnson. And I noticed that they are tearing down the wall in the middle of the living room so they can make the room bigger so they can throw shows. And there's a room off the side. I, I noticed was like a console, like a recording console and like a bunch of gear. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on over there, guys? Yeah. I used to run a studio back in Ohio. Like... And they're like, oh, yeah, we're thinking about, like, recording shows here. And I was just like, oh, this is, like, three months into moving to Chicago. Yeah. It's, so, like, talking about, like, serendipity, right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I helped them configure, like, where to, how to run the snake, what channels to pin where, and, like, how to, like, set up the mics for the shows and stuff. And then the whole idea at that time was to record shows live to tape, to cassette tape, and then dupe the cassettes, like, during the show. It was kind of a. Hairbrain scheme. That, that sounds we, difficult. It was, yeah, it was really kind of silly. And but. this is 2013? Yeah.
1: Because I think one of the first shows I went to there, I think it was in 2013. Oh, yeah. It might have been like the fall winter. Um, there was one, I, that one, I went to there, I went there maybe like five times, 2013, 14. I remember seeing you off to the side in that Oh, lake, yeah, in, in that, that room. dinky room, yeah. Running back and forth. Yeah, it was
0: really funny because, like, I wasn't in the main room where the show was happening. Yeah. It was very weird. I was just sitting there with headphones on yeah. listening to the show happening next door. <laughs> but did you did you
1: like it, though, being able to, like, hide and just work? and like? Uh,
0: I mean, it was nice because I could, I could hear, like, okay, that's what the bass is doing. Okay, that's what the guitar, instead yeah. of, like, you know, being in the same room. Yeah. Uh, You know, but it was definitely weird in the sense that, like, I was just secondhand experiencing the excitement of the show. Yeah,
1: that's a strange experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. was very really weird. I remember being there and ha- having to leave. I think police came or they were outside and everyone had to leave. Did it happen before? Oh,
0: wow. That was like the one time I think that happened at Young Camelot back in the, when I mean, it was on Milwaukee, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny.
0: Yeah, I mean,. It was. It was. We only did like we only like in hindsight. It was such a short period of time. It was like eight months or something. We did that. Not very long at all. Really. Before we got kicked out, and then we went to the church, the much bigger. Yeah. Like huge space. You know, we really went balls to the wall with scaling it up.
1: How long were you there for? Because I've been to that one too.
0: Yeah, that one was uh, two years. Okay. Um, and then after that, that was when I was like, okay, I don't want. I don't want to go that big anymore, ever again. But I do want to still keep doing this. So. The VCR is kind of a nice happy medium. Like we can do events where, like, you know, we can get like maybe hundred people in here. Like with fifty on like the first floor. Like you know, if some of we have like art vendors or something, or like mm-hmm. something like that—a gallery exhibition—and then we get like fifty in the basement for like music and stuff.
1: Was there um, anything in between Young Camelot, Camelot and VCR?
0: Well, I mean I never lived at Young Camelot originally. I mean the people always thought I did, but I didn't. So
1: I I, <laughs> I was just there all the time. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was just yeah, it was just where I was on the weekends. Um, and I slept there a lot. But uh, uh yeah, I mean yeah, but I don't want to digress too far. But um <laughs> I did I ran this place studio sort of thing called the Foam Palace. Yeah. And that was like where I lived. That was like my actual home and that was a bunch of stuff that got recorded there and done there. And that was, I guess, sort of, kind of between because when Young Camelot got shut down, it was like a year and a half, I think, of just when I just lived at Foam Palace and people would constantly be like, "You should have shows." I'm like, "No, this house is like 110 years old and like tiny. Like I can't no do shows. shows. There's just, there's one exit out of the basement and it's like a rickety like staircase that's going to collapse at yeah. any minute. Like I'm not doing shows here. And you did sessions there too. Yeah, I did a lot so of sink sessions, sessions from yeah. there. It was cool. Yeah. Like, uh, VAM did a lot of videotaping us there and, um, Hannah Welliver had, uh, uh, she shot some cool stuff that ended up on like, oh my God, I can't remember. It was <laughs> some decently popular website that people <laughs> would remember it, but I don't want to say like Vice cause it wasn't Vice, but it was something, you know, like, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm terrible at uh, at <laughs> promoting old things. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you don't need. Yeah, don't worry about it. That's funny yeah, though. I mean, you know.
1: So you've been doing a DIY esque like um, venue or space for eight years in some way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah, pretty much continuously up until the pandemic. You know. Yeah. And then I took a took a nice hiatus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah and and what uh, what inspired VCR? Like the name, location, the concept?
0: Um, Location, we just happened to be looking for commercial spaces because that was what uh, the second Young Camelot was. So it seemed like, you know, you get a bigger space and then you can, if you can, like, somehow pay the rent, you know. Here we kind of have built, like, two illegal bedrooms. (laughs) But they're offices. Did I say what I say? What did I say? (laughs) I meant to say offices. Don't worry about it. With beds in them because we work here so late. You get tired. Um, you sound like, no, I've only ever heard that in a
1: few uh, industries, and this is not a tech industry, where they sleep at right, their spots.
0: exactly, yeah. <laughs> we're well, one of those. We're a startup. You might yeah, say they, we're a
1: startup. You know what? It's funny you say that because the person that I'm going to be going back and forth to New York with, the first time in my life, after doing this for 11 years, when I was talking about DZ Fest, she was like, sound, you sound like you have a startup. I'm just like, <laughs> what? I never, I was like, it blew my mind to hear. I was like, she's like, everything you're saying, it just sounds like like you have your own startup. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. I'm so, a, I would
0: invest in DZ coin. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you heard that, Jeff? Baz- are you back from space yet? Can you, <laughs> if you are, can you help me out? Oh God, that'd be the weirdest dilemma. The weirdest pitch you To, like, to someone of that wealth, to like, Offer you money for something that you love and cultivated yourself for ever. That'd be a really like, yeah. The de- like the devil, man.
0: Uh, you know, I, was, I talked to the Bandcamp CEO one time. Which really, was really weird. Yeah, I got invited to this thing that was hosted by Bandcamp at the Hideout, and I was like, I want to talk to the CEO, Bandcamp. I just, I don't know. I really, this <laughs> is like dead set on doing it. Yeah. And funny enough, I like he had an opening like in the middle of a conversation. I just slid in there and I talked to him for forty minutes. And it was just so funny like showing him the the band like the young Camelot VCR band camp because he just kept scrolling on it. He was like, This is kind of (laughs) nuts. I was like, Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you let me host all this illegal stuff for free. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Did you tell him that? (laughs) Yeah. What do you what do you say? Well he was like, Well, I love the DIY scene, you know, and he like mentioned that like he knew people in the ghost ship fire and stuff. Not to get like suddenly like but, you know, so he had a very personal connection to the DIY scene and he was like I mean, it makes sense that a guy who gives all this stuff for free would be totally down with the diy scene you know
1: you're not wrong it's something you and i should probably do huh find a way to make something like that happen <laughs> <laughs> because it's been like i i hear it all the time if it, if it isn't free i'm just told that like i undercharge so no no matter what i'm always like huh i'm either doing things for free or i'm undercharging
0: no oh, i know it's man. been
1: very few times where and it's usually in this it's their situation where like they literally don't have any money so they're like oh, it's too much money. It's not that it's too much money. It's a hundred bucks. It's just when you don't have anything, a hundred bucks is too much money, Yeah, you know, but it's been the dilemma I've always faced. I I don't know how to get beyond that because of being so involved in it, knowing everything about it, being the musician, sleeping on the couches, having the artists here, having shows, having fest. I know it too well to like, to feel like I'm like taking something from someone. They're trying to express themselves Mm -hmm. and I just want to like facilitate that, you know, in any way I can.
0: Yeah, I know. And you and you and Doug, I keep going back to that because it's like the episode I listened to the entire three hours. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, Doug is like—I mean, I feel like he's like a—he's someone that I've talked to a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, just shows and stuff. He's run sound for my bands and stuff. And, and I used to host a thing at the L. He always ran sound, so we'd always just we chat there and stuff. So I was really interested to hear his thoughts, especially. And you know, I even recorded Min Ball back in the day. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, um yeah, him talking about how he's, like, making money off of his friends. And I was like, I, I definitely feel that. Like, it's rough, you know. Like, you were saying, well, you do, you know, you uh, your friends make money off of you, too. Yeah. So, it is a symbiosis that way. But it's like, I always do feel like I'm, it's hard. The hardest thing for me is being like, so, how much? Yeah. <laughs> can you?
1: yeah. I mean, at the end of the uh, day, the rationale is, like, this gear costs money. Right. This is time. I am. I am an adult. Sometimes that's the problem. Like you're like, I don't feel thirty. It's like I don't feel thirty-one because I feel like a kid all the time. Yeah. I forget to like do adult things. Hey, cat.
0: Yeah, I don't know what she's trying to do right now. I think she's trying to climb up onto that shelf, but failing. <laughs> to, to do adult things like have a job, have a business,
1: like charge money for your time and effort, knowledge, experience, and gear. Yeah, right. And it's like a weird thing when you do it slowly over time. You don't. For those listening, and are like. I don't get it, just charge money. It's like most people graduate high school, maybe they go to college and then they go into a job, a job that someone else created at some point. And it's just given to them. The paychecks are there, everything is there. You don't understand what it's like to like truly just start something that isn't supposed to be a job, a DIY experience, a venue, an event, a a, a festival. Mm -hmm. And then it like turns into one slowly over a very long time a very rare yeah, situation what, people are point, not in
0: at what point do you just cross the line of like oh it's just my friends that i'm doing something a favor for to like this is a business and i need to i need to ask you up front like for yeah four hundred dollars
1: it's a, yeah exactly it's a very strange thing that most people don't understand so when they give me their unsolicited advice i go you don't understand like at all what this is like or what it's about or even the mentality behind it the true diy mentality of like I'm gonna tear down a wall to make it bigger. Most <laughs> people hire contractors <laughs> and to do that. It's like, no, nah, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, right. I've exactly, never hired right. a hand person in my life to do anything. I don't know what that's like.
0: Right, you build those stages every year, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I built these walls. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's why I really like sort of doing the live sound gigs because it's like, okay, you need someone to run sound for a wedding. Like, boom, here's the price. That's you know, and it's either you take it or leave it, and it's easy, you know. Yeah, it is easy, Instead. and they're always
1: okay with it too. Yeah, that.
0: exactly. Whereas if it's like, I have a vision for an album, and like it's like, okay, is this gonna take like a week a or month? like <laughs> two months? Is this gonna take a year? I have no idea because I don't want to be like, okay, yeah, we're gonna do exactly forty hours of this, and it's gonna be, and that's gonna be your artistic vision.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. You know, it's tricky to put it in a box when someone gives you a vague concept, like I want to do twelve songs. There's five of us in the band. We want to track everything individual. And you're like, oh, God, this could take six months. Right. Like, I have, n- if I calculate this right, you're not going to like the price I even come up with. And I'm yeah. probably still going to undersell it. So, like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, that's why I kind of got into like, let's just do live recordings. Because <laughs> I know how long that takes. Exactly. It takes as long as it exactly. takes to get through a song. How long are your songs? Okay. I keep. I know I to take right this now. setup
0: for the number of people in the band yeah. <laughs>
1: too. When someone's like, "Our songs are five minutes," is four of us. I'm like, "Boom!" I already could tell you exactly what that'll be. But when someone's like, "I don't know," I want to do this, this, and that, and then have
0: someone come in. I'm like, "Oh no!"
1: This, hey, I don't know. It's hard. It's super hard to gauge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've even had you know things where we were re-recorded, like almost recently from scratch on a song. You know. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so I was listening to it, and let's just start from the acoustic guitar, <laughs> and you're like. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. that's fine. I mean, because sometimes it just doesn't work and yeah. you got to just start over. But like, I'd hate to like be like, no, we can't do that because you can only pay for... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
1: I, it's it takes a certain mentality to be like a businessman. I'm not a businessman. Right. Like yeah. I didn't go to business school or study marketing or advertising or anything in that world. I'm glad I didn't, but I, I don't associate with that type of mentality. And... It is what it is. I'll probably never be rich because of that. Yeah, but like, right, right. I'm yeah. certainly happy. So
0: This is exactly why I think New York's going to eat you up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to eat it in New York
1: because I have a large appetite. And I got f- <laughs> to figure out this whole pizza and Chicago <laughs> pizza and New York pizza dilemma. Because everyone from New York is my problem with it. Everyone from New York goes, New York's pizza is the best. Everyone from Chicago goes, Chicago pizza is the best. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I've had both. I've had Chicago pizza a lot. And New York pizza, enough. I've been there twice. And I'm like, they're both really good. For completely different reasons, like they're—it's New York City, and they're known for pizza. Of course, it's going to be good. Mm. Like it will be good. And Chicago is Chicago, and it's known for pizza. It will be good. But to play this weird competition thing, it's like, what are you? What are we doing? Yeah, they're, I don't it's know. delicious pizza with chefs who know what they're doing <laughs> from Italy or their uncle was or their grandfather yeah, was. Yeah, right, yeah. And these ingredients are authentic. And like, I don't understand what we're doing It. They're both going to be good.
0: See, as a neutral party from Columbus, I feel like I'm just like, yeah, you, this both. It's good. <laughs> I like them both.
1: <laughs> Is that people talking Columbus? Yeah. <laughs> if they do, you lost that accent. <laughs> I like them both. Uh, Have you had new uh, pizza? Yeah, of course. You, you know, like the it? floppy? Ah, you know, uh, see, <laughs> you're not even <laughs> from Chicago, and you're already doing it. Because everyone I know from New York is like, "It's the best, it's the best." I'm just like, eh. you, I know you're doing right now. You're being, you're being that New York. It's, mentality.
0: it's, uh, it's utilitarian. I feel like uh, you can eat it on the go. You know, <laughs> I feel like uh, I don't. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. What about hot know?
1: dogs? What about their hot dog?
0: You know, as a, as a, once again, I feel like the whole like <laughs> don't put ketchup on hot dogs thing. <laughs> I mean, hot dog is a tube of like mystery Wait, meat anyway. Who you gives? put ketchup on hot dogs? I did in Columbus, and you know what? I'm, I'm not gonna say on camera whether I did or do or not. Now. You know that you will be brought out back and shot. You know when I host <laughs> when I host cookouts here, you know, uh, you know I don't I don't I don't put ketchup out there. I don't do it. That's so but if, funny. If it's just mean, the Lord above, <laughs> the, I'm de- like, the I'm devil
1: like, below. I might, like, you know.
0: I mean, I do have a lot of tomatoes growing out there. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. That's really funny. I haven't had a... I don't know if i I might have had ketchup on a dog when I was a child. It's been a long time. That's so funny, though. I, I love the pizza dilemma. Like, every... I, I never have found someone that agrees with me. i like, they're both good for different
0: reasons. Everyone's like, no. No. I mean, you put enough uh, red pepper flakes on anything, it's fine. It's <laughs> You're fine. drunk
1: enough in, in the village, you know. Right. Anything's good.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've eaten some horrendous pizza that at the time was like manna from heaven you yeah, know
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean not everything in Chicago is amazing you have your classic like bocces which we all know what that is it's you know it's a $5 thin pizza that's been sitting on for God knows how long <laughs>
0: well, and, we call that extra crispy okay? yeah
1: and then they throw it back in the, the oven to reheat it and it's like extra crispy because it's like reheated again yeah, yeah which I love that flavor that's nostalgic it's very nostalgic to like yeah. the one on Chicago and Western and then there was that pizza across the street from there, that pizza place. What was it called? The Village Pizza? Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I was in there once, I mean, like 2009 with two friends. And I kid you not, this Italian guy comes in, like a purplish suit. He looked like he was out of like Dick Tracy. <laughs> and he is just yelling. This was a mob ordeal because he's just yelling at the cook behind the counter. It's like 2 a.m. about money, about how he owes him money. And I swear, I was. It was terrifying.
0: What? Yeah, I was like, "Why
1: well, are we in a movie right now? Like, where is Martin Scorsese?" Well, that's like, how I know
0: this pizza's good. <laughs> yeah, this pizza must be really good. Just, hey, this cat wants my tomato. Yeah, I know. She always knocks them off the table.
1: Um, but yeah, that that type of pizza. It's like, yeah, you're usually young and drunk or high, and it's amazing.
0: Well, see, here's the thing. You know, not to keep. Uh, uh, I don't know if this is too much of a um uh, a digression about pizza, but. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, you know, the real Chicago pizza is Tavern Cut." Well, that's what that's what I grew up eating, you yeah. know? Like, yeah,
1: deep dish is like that's a tourist thing. It's not what most yeah. people eat. I I have deep dish once a year maybe when a friends in town and they're like, "Let's get pizza." I'm like, "All right, we'll go to Uno's or Duays or never Giordano's." and uh, and or like Illuminati's. Yeah, Something something Yeah,
0: it seems like it's a touristy thing. And Mm -hmm. so I guess I grew up on real Chicago pizza too because I don't know if you know about Donato's. I do not. Okay, it's a chain (laughs) out of Columbus. Okay. When I was growing up, I thought it was like a national chain like Pizza Hut and, you know, I don't know, uh, Domino's because it's like it was everywhere. But Donato's is like thin crust uh, all the way, toppings to the edge, like no, you know, no actual holdable crust, square cut and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was good though, or was oh, yeah. it?
0: They're known. The whole thing was like their their big, I don't know, advertising thing was it's like a hundred pepperonis. I was like, <laughs> it was like oh god, you can't see anything but pepperoni. Yeah, layers. it's just like those little cups of like grease, just like on top, piled on top ah, of each other. It's pepperoni. Like, right,
1: what's your favorite toppings for pizza? I'm
0: a mushroom guy.
1: Mushroom. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Where that? That's not. I mean, people do that, obviously, but it's not like as common when people say, "like, what's your favorite topping?"
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think there's, I mean, I, I just think there's not many, very many uses for mushrooms except for on pizza. So it's like, yeah, if I'm gonna get well, a pizza, well, there's a couple uses. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I wasn't sure we were gonna go into that on
1: this podcast or not. But I mean, we uh, can. I, I'm a big advocate for mushrooms.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I just got some. I'm excited for. Oh, nice. The next time, I don't know when. It's, yeah, it's always like you wait for like the right moment.
0: That's the thing that I've noticed growing up is uh you got to wait for the right time. Yeah. to put it on pizza. No. Uh <laughs> but, no, but That would it's be hard. wild. <laughs> would would it cooking it take yeah, out? Yeah, it, it would probably kill it everything, probably Which is why I don't know how like tea works. I feel like that's sort of like burning it off a little yeah. bit, but uh, I don't know. I mean uh but Yeah, I mean we could we could I, I feel like so many of my conversations go devolve into drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanna, I mean, I'm always intrigued
1: by it because i have never really done a lot of drugs, just mm. marijuana and mushrooms.
0: Yeah, I remember you were you talking know. to somebody about stimulants. Was that Ness?
1: Possibly. I bring up drugs often, just oh, okay. out of curiosity. Yeah, well, you because, were
0: like talking about how you didn't like stimulants, though.
1: Yeah, no, I've never done like cocaine or methamphetamines or anything That's like that. That's Crazy to me. Why?
0: I don't know. I spent like a, almost a decade of my life just like st- still a lot of stimulants. I mean, how, how, how do you think I was so productive? <laughs> That's the problem. I don't need them. I'm, I'm like, uh, I, yeah, there you go.
1: it's whatever part of the brain involves the chemistry that needs to be stimulated. I think I'm okay there. Cause it's already too much. Yeah. So Adderall, um, cocaine, anything with an amphetamine, like I, you no, know, I don't need it at all. It, I have no issues with being productive or staying awake. You know,
0: I'm sort of jealous. I'm, I'm honestly jealous of people in general who, uh, are just more functional than I am, I guess, <laughs> in a way. Cause yeah, I feel like, uh, I mean, I I don't drink coffee. I mean, now I've 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 managed to get away from all of that. It was still a long process to mm. to get to myself back into being like uh, I don't know, base base ground base. Was it something There's like a, prescribed or just stuff? No, the it was just yeah. I mean, it was pills, you like know, a, it, started like from, it started from it uh, from doing a lot of um, uh, actually it was an MDMA analog called uh, Methylone which was really big back in, like, 2011, uh, I was basically going through a really tough time and drinking a lot. And somebody introduced me to methylone, which was a, originally like used therapeutically, like, the same way MDMA was back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I found that it was, like, it all of a sudden, like, made me reconnect with people a lot, you know, and, huh. like, and like maybe I just have, like, a shortage of serotonin or something. I don't know. But I felt all of a sudden, like, you know, just, like, reconnect with people, really, ener- like, re uh, invigorated with like the idea of like doing things with other people in like life, was like just prior to that, you know, I'd been like sort of this swirling tempest of like negative thoughts and, you know, it could be low serotonin maybe, you know, could I mean, it be. was definitely depression for sure, yeah. but it pulled me out of that. And, you know, so I was, uh, I mean, I got really into to doing that and, you know, sort of got into selling it and being, you know, being the, just distributing it to a lot of my friends and stuff. And, uh, and then one, the government of course clamped down on that and made that illegal, because it was close to MDMA and people were enjoying it, which we can't have that. <laughs> so, so, then, it, well, you know, sort of trying to go through the analogs that were, you know, that were similar. I mean, this is back, you know, when people were talking about bath salts, but that was sort of like the dumb media narrative about these sort of analogs, you know, where, where people were selling them as bath salts because it was trying to get around federal law regulating, you know, the drugs that were banned, right? So these were drugs that were banned, but they were like changed slightly. So they can get around the law. But the whole thing was you couldn't, you just, you just had to say they were not for human consumption.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, that's why that's why the bath salts came th- thing came in, because people would sell them as bath salts, like gas stations and shit. But the whole main thing was that it, they, they were just these experimental chemicals. And, uh, and so, you know, one of the ones that I really glommed onto that I found really helpful and recreational and therapeutic in a way was called Pendadrone. And so I gave that to you know that I sort of that sort of became a thing that me and a lot of my friends did and like you know
1: what was it called Pentadrone? I haven't heard of either of these by the yeah, way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean they're not very cool names, you know. I mean the I yeah. think Pentadrone's a really cool name, but whatever.
1: <laughs> There's pills or no? I mean it comes as powder, you know. Oh, okay. I get it
0: from 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 labs like around the world and stuff. And <laughs> just you just contact hey, see, you know, contact a you know, hey, lab. <laughs> hey, the statute of limitations is seven years. Okay. Is it? Yes. In so state uh, federally.
1: Federally for for drugs or yeah.
0: We're talking for, for for yeah for um yeah for anything that's like uh yeah distribution selling it whatever so oh
1: so if you talk about I so I can like, tell I can
0: talk all I want about this shit now
1: so what about like doing <laughs> doing them is there
0: even yeah I mean well doing there's not even a law against doing drugs yeah I mean there's no law against doing drugs like if, if like I was I know, once again end round again uh, dig- digression but I was uh, I did too many mushrooms one time and I got arrested. On High Street in Columbus, and uh, while you were on mushrooms, while I was on a lot of mushrooms, how many? I did a quarter.
1: Oh my god! It was a lot. I know you got arrested while on a quarter. Yeah, I don't that remember. Like I don't really remember that experience. I don't. Yeah,
0: I don't remember really uh, just bits and pieces of it. But uh, my girlfriend at the time. Was had just come down, so she was like able. To, I was like peeking, so I had like no idea what was going on. But I like fought off like seven police officers. Oh
1: my god!
0: Yeah, I, like I I remember being uh, strapped to like a board and being taken away by the by the police in a paddy wagon. Oh, how, Here's how some that, content for you, kids. How did that turn out? Well, so I woke <laughs> up in the hospital the next day, with you know two like up every orifice of my body except my ears, I guess you know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> realize that you got to respect uh, mushrooms. Yeah, you Those do. It's a very hard lesson learned. I've never uh, gone
1: beyond an eighth, and that's experience.
0: Yeah, so I used to just—I was just getting really reckless with them. I was just doing them like every weekend, like oh know, wow, all the time. Really, you know? I mean, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I like to do drugs. Like, it came my, Like they've always kind of been a part of my personality, I guess, which is mm-hmm. kind of why it's weird for me now to be mostly completely, like, drug-free aside from, like, drinking occasionally and smoking some weed every now and then. But, uh, you know, the path of... So so basically, like, the path of of me was was doing a lot of psychedelics, uh, then uh, going through some some rough patches and then getting pulled out of that by doing a lot of MDMA and then progressing on to a lot of uh, amphetamine analogs until, you know, basically then having to quit doing that because it was just having, like, I was just realizing, like, it was, like, not good for my health in general. You no, know? there's no longevity in that. <laughs> no. There isn't. It's really bad. And yeah. people
1: don't realize it because guess when they're doing them? When you're youthful, when you're in your 20s. So right. you're like, I'm fine. I'm good. It's like, it's because you're 25.
0: Right. Like, everyone's
1: good at 25. Like, yeah. of course you're fine. Of course you can handle. Of course you could stay up to 4M. Wait until you're 35 and 45, and you cannot keep doing
0: that. Yeah, And, you know, like, you see, like, I mean, when you when you sell, uh substances. You like run into dudes who are like or people in general that are forty and still addicted or whatever, still trying to do drugs and it's like, oh man, like that I don't want to be I don't guy. look too well. I don't want to be that guy. No. Or really you know, and then just like I've lost a lot of people on the way too from from drug use and
1: Absolutely. You know. So many unnecessary deaths, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um I mean I, I encourage everyone to to do psilocybin, but very cautiously, responsibly, and um, preferably in the presence of someone else who's, you know, at least able to look after you a little bit. It, who's
1: done it enough? Like, I've done it so many times that now when I do do it with somebody that hasn't, I feel naturally like, responsible. And also, like it's not as crazy anymore. I'm full, it's like the first time you get high versus like the hundredth time. <laughs> the first time you smoke weed, like out of a bong, you're like, oh, what <laughs> just Like, I'm gone. I'm literally gone. And now you're like, I'm pretty high. Like, that's it. Yeah. You're fully yeah. aware that the bricks aren't moving. Like, you're okay. Whereas, <laughs> on mushrooms, your first it's never time. To end. <laughs> your first time. The on cops mushrooms are the door. Is, yeah, your everything is just gone. Time doesn't exist. Space, it's all gone. And you're at 15th time, you're like, yeah, time's gone, but I know that means. And I know that I don't, don't know what four hours is right now, but I know that in four hours, I'll be fine. Like, it's right. a different, yeah. completely different position in your mind that you can be in. So,
0: yeah. I mean, as a person who, like, you know, used to, sell a lot of psychedelics and I've had to be a lot of people's trip sitter. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's like having to just like remind people like, hey, it's going to end. Like, this isn't like permanent. Just like, just calm down. Yeah.
1: It is beautiful and it will end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause it's so, it's like people get in this childlike state where it's just like, oh, everything is great, but also like, oh God, it's
1: scary. (laughs) Oh God, I got to face my childhood. That's a big one. Mm. You face your childhood and so many people are terrified of that yeah yeah so you, you stopped doing all these drugs in a couple of years ago, or
0: uh I mean, I mean I haven't completely stopped doing psychedelics obviously <laughs> I think they're very healthy you know I, do like too. I said once again, just do it you know, not in heroic doses to try and prove to I don't know no one <laughs> <laughs> no
1: nothing yeah you know absolutely yeah
0: I mean I just I wanted to find my limit and I did in a really bad way.
1: Did you get in a lot of trouble for that?
0: uh thankfully no because like I said that was the that was the whole reason I started the story. <laughs> it's not illegal to be on drugs, unless you're like you know public intoxication, I guess. But that's like you're doing something like crazy. I mean, I was running in the traffic, yes, <laughs> granted, but
1: <laughs> unless you're doing something crazy like running in the traffic.
0: Uh, but uh, no, they didn't charge me with anything because I didn't have anything on me. Even like fighting police officers, they didn't. No, yeah, I guess yeah. thankfully resisting arrest. No, they didn't give me anything, which wow. is why you know I respect the hell out of anybody who tries to bring up the fact that, um. You know, like, if you're a black person, like, if you just even, like, don't immediately stop and, like, whatever, do exactly what the police say, like, you deserve to be shot or whatever, like, like, or I should say, I don't respect that opinion, but, you know, I mean, because, like, what if someone's on a quarter ounce of mushrooms? Like, they might be completely off the rocker and not just, like, a danger necessarily. They're just, you know, somebody who doesn't understand verbal commands at that moment.
1: <laughs> doesn't understand what language is at that moment.
0: Right, Yeah uh and so you know i think about that a lot like what if i had been like a a black man or something like maybe i wouldn't be here today absolutely Uh, you know uh but yeah i mean it was weird because i also had happened to forget to opt out of my insurance even though i had dropped out of college by that point so my college's insurance covered it even though i wasn't a student there so medical costs like they ran a bunch of like tests on me because i guess they thought i was like i don't know the first victim of like some weird, I don't know, Iranian bioweapon or something. I don't know. But <laughs> they ran like all these tests on me CAT scan, blood test, lumbar puncture. Uh, they charged me $27,000. Yeah. America's healthcare system.
1: And I was taken care
0: of. And they just, yeah, it was like $100. <laughs> <laughs> and no charges. Yeah. and I, You I guess, got real lucky on yes. so many levels. That's when I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to take a break on. <laughs> on Mushrooms for a while. Wow, that is a wild story. I've never heard a
1: mushroom story quite like that. <laughs> I know, right? Mine have not. Mine have been very chill and not crazy. I mean, crazy, <laughs> but not like that.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said I had to find the limit, and I did. And thankfully, uh, didn't pay too much of a price for it. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, it probably changed your life, like afterwards, and, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, never do those things again.
0: I, but I feel like no, it wasn't so much. Don't do those things again, but have respect for them. And I try to teach yeah. other people that same respect. And yeah. as a person who was with other people who are doing. Things You know, it's like by telling them that story, I hope they can understand it even that like that you can pay some really hefty like prices for it if you don't know what you're getting into and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, because it's like easy to be like, well, you know, I did like three tabs, you know, last weekend. So I'm going to take like 10 tabs this time. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't mean each tab is the same. Like
1: that's the hardest thing about those know? types of drugs. That's why we do need them regulated. And legal yeah, I mean, mushrooms can
0: vary in strength a lot, too. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you can I always know. eat more, but you can't untake drugs. So <laughs> yeah very <laughs> yeah
1: don't go into it lightly um absolutely i have done an eighth and it was eight hours in one weird world and i've done an eighth, and it was three hours like it's right. all over the place and that's the problem with it that's why it should be it, it could be a lot more safer if people a, aka the fda and the government regulated it and made it legal absolutely it, it wouldn't be such a problem you wouldn't have all these weird things happening all the time we do it with alcohol and cigarettes and marijuana well in some states and yeah, it's a lot yeah. safer because of it. Alcohol is not as dangerous as it was in 1926.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't really want to get blinded by that bathtub gin, Ben. You know?
1: You know and, and, yeah, and, or people that have had weird stories that are rare, but they happen of, like, I don't know, I smoked marijuana, something weird happened because it was laced with codeine or yeah, Vicodin yeah. crunched up in it or something. Yeah. You don't get that when you go to Windy City Cam- Cannabis, you know, and yeah, it's Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, you know, I mean, as someone who's who's lost a really good friend to... Uh, an opioid overdose. You know, I mean, people are always really hesitant, and they fight back against um, so sort of harm reduction techniques. Like, oh, you know, if if we start giving paramedics Narcan, that's just to encourage users to like push their doses higher, or like we can't have needle exchanges because that's just like encouraging heroin use or whatever. Like, no, like these things, these things are going to happen regardless of of those steps being taken. It's just the amount of like. Harm that's going to happen to these people. That's why it's called harm reduction, you know? Like, you give people safe injection sites. Give them, you know, if, you, if we honestly did regulate, like, all drugs, I think maybe there might be a slight uptick in use. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. I don't think there would be. <laughs> right? I really don't. I think if you want to drink, you're going to drink, you know? It's not like yeah. because alcohol, I mean, maybe because alcohol is legal, more people drink than would otherwise. Sure, but, you know, I mean, like, would that reduce the amount of fights caused by alcohol? Like, I think if you're, if you're the kind of person that's going to drink to the point where you start fighting people, you're probably the kind of person that would buy alcohol in the like black market, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And anybody
1: know. who fights when they get drunk, they have other issues they need to figure out. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I, you always know who that person is. And you're like, why? Like, we're literally just trying to hang out. Yeah. And like, it's a, it's a barbecue. Like, why are you fighting right now? It's five o'clock on a Sunday. Like, why are you on a fight right now? Yeah. That yeah. person needs anger management. You know, that person needs to talk to a therapist.
0: Well, yeah. I hate a, when people
1: blame it on alcohol. Like, oh, I don't. I can't drink whiskey. It makes me want to fight. It's like, no, your childhood damage makes you want to fight.
0: Right. Yeah. Not
1: the whiskey. Yeah. Trust me.
0: That's when you slip them a, 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 a half eighth in there in their <laughs> potato salad, so they can confront that childhood.
1: It's every time someone says that, I'm like, of course. I, I I know you so well. I know your history. That makes perfect sense. Why you get angry? Like, don't blame it on the alcohol. Like, plenty mm-hmm. of people drink it and they're not aggressive. They're not mad. They're fine. So there's something else going on. And it's it's the same thing with psilocybin. Anybody that's like, I had a bad trip. I'm like, no, you just needed to face something, and you faced it, and you were scared of it. And you, maybe next time, don't be afraid of it. And like, take it head on, hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, man. It kind of reminds me of you talking about um, difficult conversations with, I think it was Ness. Once again, I, you just released her episode today, so I listened <laughs> to it, of course. I
1: appreciate that, by the but way. But, like, yeah, I
0: mean... <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, it's like a difficult conversation, but with yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, which is even more of like another level of like, of like, I don't want to do this, you know? And I mean, if you're the kind of person that just leaves passive aggressive notes on the fridge of your brain to your, to yourself, then yeah, I don't know. You might need to, you know, compact that (laughs) a little bit. I don't Uh, know. Do you know
1: someone who's done that? (laughs)
0: <laughs> what, leave, oh, I mean, it's the roommate thing, isn't it? That Leaving the passive-aggressive note in the fridge. I'm talking about metaphorically oh, okay. if you're having a <laughs> difficult conversation. Maybe that was too complicated. I've done,
1: I've done the passive-aggressive note I think once or twice because I've had like 20 roommates over the last six years, so it seems like it's that's never a good idea. That does not work out well. I don't no. recommend it.
0: No, don't do that. I, don't. I, I,
1: actually, I think I did it once. I don't even know if I did it. I was a part of it. I was like, bad idea. Don't do that ever again. <laughs> Talk just talk to the person.
0: Yeah, it just makes everybody angry, you know? It just pisses
1: everybody off. And now you're like, now I'm mad and everyone is. When I could have just been mad with one person. <laughs> and, and then we actually would have been not mad after 10 minutes of like, yeah, you're right. It's
2: yeah,
1: what that note, like the metaphorical note on the fridge, is exactly the issue with the internet. It's like, you're not just Oh, I love how to, you just
0: tied this into the internet. That's great. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, if you just talk to someone and they made a mistake, you'd be like, oh, and you just talk about it, like... Nine times out of hundred, you could leave that conversation peacefully in five ten minutes, and everyone's like, "Yeah, you're right. That was, that's a good point. I, I didn't think about that." But when you just jab and jab and have your little avatar you hide behind, it's not good.
0: Well, that's exactly why you know. I mean, people lump all social media together, but I actually find that uh, I hate Twitter a lot more than any other social media. I, mean, site. I don't use it. I stay away from it. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard anything good either. about it. I just maybe use it every now and then to like just make some. I don't know. Just shoot some stupid thought out into the into the air that like I was tempted to. Wow, that's okay. Hi, Kitty. That I might have been tempted to say otherwise in some other fashion. Yeah. But um. Yeah, Twitter's a rough one. I I no but, one ever, I never heard anything
1: good about it. Yeah. Right. It was, it's, I got post just, on Twitter. And I got to leave it's it. It's just like, an
0: outrage machine because yeah. it's like it is literally just post notes. It's about the exact length of a post yeah, note. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. allowed to leave there, and so it's just it's just yeah. I mean, there's no nuance. There's no depth of exchange. Yeah. It's just like here's why you're stupid, no, here's why you're stupid, here's why you're stupid, and, like, nothing gets... It's, here's it, why
1: we're you know. all stupid. We're doing this right now on this right. forum and making someone else a billionaire. We're all really stupid. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're all creating free content for some jackal wants to go to space, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Facebook
1: is a strange place.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm... I don't know. I've, like, found my own weird use for fa- Facebook, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but you. but you um, have,
1: like... Did you have like um your own sense of like? I mean, you have like your own responsibility being like, like this the mentor on DIY Chicago. Like, like I
0: hate to think that I'm anybody's mentor.
1: Maybe mentor is the wrong word, but facilitator.
0: Okay, I can I agree with that. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I get, I don't know. Like. I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean, know what you call like it. I'd like to think that that's what I am. I I, I'd
1: say so, definitely. I guess how I, many people I, on that page have your role or that type of role?
0: Well, so after the whole—I don't know if you saw the whole thing that happened in DIY Chicago when I, the pandemic started, and I had, I got my full-time job, and I wasn't able to, like, monitor the website all the time, uh, but like, there was a whole big backlash against me because I didn't delete somebody's comment, um, because I didn't see it because it was at work, and so you know it was like we want to talk about like, um, toxic comments. Cat, cat trying to get that fly. Know, oh my god. But, like, you know, it was just like insane. It was like two days straight of just like people just posting, like, Chris Lee is a, is a you know, like, enabler of horrible things. He's a stupid uh, white IT guy or whatever. And it was just like, <laughs> I just didn't read it, you know? Jesus. But, like, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, and no. so, uh, but, like, I recognized that, like, I didn't have the time to devote to maintaining that that board anymore or whatever, that group. So I brought in, well, I had people elect four other admins, because, you know, then it's a round number, so he can't have any ties decision-making-wise, so five people, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I trusted the wisdom of the crowd, you know. I was like, okay, I'll let people be, you know, I like democracy.
1: Yeah. You know? So um, before it was just you. Yeah. 20,000 people. Well, because,
0: I mean, it started, originally was like, I mean, not originally, I mean, I started doing it because someone else may be an admin, after the other admins were doing nothing about curbing some of the toxic stuff that was on there. When, when was that? That was like twenty fifteen.
2: It was a lot. Tomorrow 16? then, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was like ten thousand people. Okay, still pretty big. Yeah, maybe like eight thousand or something. But it was, you know, it was just it was a lot of bro-ish stuff. And so, anytime like a woman would post anything, it was like, bah, 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 bah. you know, it's just like horrible shit. Yeah, it just like all yeah. oh, you suck, and so. Somebody like some somebody made me the admin and kicked all those other admins out, and then also appointed four other people as admins. But uh, it's just really toxic, like just people in general on the internet, and especially when you're a, a woman. So mm-hmm. the other three of the other admins were women, and they all were like, "This is like I'm getting crazy DMs and like and like dealing with like you know rape accusations and stuff, and like it just became." Like, too much for them to handle, and uh, and so they all quit over time, just generally just dropping off one or the other. I was just saying, actually, no, two sorry, two two of the admins were non binary, two were women, so you know, one femme, one mask, I guess, of the non binary. Mm -hmm. Um, and then so it just became me, uh, one just sort of just drifted off out of just disinterest, I guess. And so yeah, I mean, even it was like this weird benevolent dictator position where it was like,
1: it's a lot of responsibility.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for like,
1: for for what? So twenty two
0: thousand people <laughs> for twenty two thousand people, and like
1: a, th- a couple thousand of them like hate you for nothing. Like you didn't even do anything. You're the one doing the thing for free. Yeah, and well, they hate you for it.
0: Well, it was, I mean, they didn't hate me until I didn't delete that one comment, which is like a few hours. Do you know
1: how many people post on that.
0: <laughs> I know. It's hard. Well, the to good keep thing up. was, that, I mean, most of the time it would be crowds with, like the people on the board would just like shame this person until they deleted their post so i didn't have to do anything that place but
1: you know it's it's just like everything else on the internet where it's like equally amazing helpful and beautiful as it right, is equally right. like what in the world is going on yeah you know it's 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 got so many perks whenever yeah anything of promotion or i oh i'm looking for an artist it's like it's amazing it really is yeah i'm grateful, yeah. I'm grateful for it but cool, then, i'm
0: glad because a lot of people are just like yeah i'm like okay fine go somewhere else good have fun with that no one's forcing you to use it.
1: No, yeah, no one's forcing you to use it, but then they're focusing on the things I'm talking about when it gets, like, right. really, like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, yeah. uh, I, I'll see some stuff. I'm like, I don't, why? Why is anybody even engaging in this? Why are they doing that to themselves?
0: Yeah. It's stressful. Don't feed the trolls. And then, so now, you know, I mean, thankfully, with my great admin team. <laughs> 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 no, but they're really, it, it's been great. Like, uh, um, I mean, it used to be every single weekend, like, I would do. I would devote Sunday to going through the member approvals, like, new members who wanted to come in and be like, oh, they're, they're a cop. They're a fake profile. That's a troll, you know? And, like, that one, one of the new admins just does that. Like, just handles new admin approvals. so I don't have to deal with it. No, none, of, none of the rest of us have to deal with it. And, like, you know, and then you have, like, I mean, so, like, that's Manet. And then there's, like, Will and uh, Zoe and Sarah. I've communicated you know, with Zoe before. for yeah. She manages
1: bands, I believe. Yeah. And does yeah.
0: does the Golden Dagger. Yeah. Yeah. And you know she got all this heat earlier like this year from from making a post that was I mean for basically calling out somebody who posted a poster, posted a poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to put up a show poster of uh, uh that said um, you know like girls get in free, you know, or whatever. And uh, it was like, no. she was like, yeah, this is kind of predatory. Like if you have to like bribe women to come to your show, like that's kind of problematic. And yeah. Of that's course, not good. Right. You know, I thought that was a fair critique and also true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Cause I mean, yeah. Why are you, why are you making it uh, women free? Hmm? Buddy, why are you doing that? Huh? Mm-hmm. You don't think they want to come to the music? What are you saying? Uh, there's,
1: there's places in this world that do that. And we all know what it is. It's, weird clubs that i doubt you and i would ever go to <laughs> or it's creepy like sex parties yeah it's
0: like frat parties yeah yeah
1: creepy drug frat parties where it's like guys are not invited and only women are and they get in for free like right and only guys know by word of mouth like that's it and uh, that's not what we're doing here
0: yeah it's just it's it's problematic either no matter how you slice it and ap- ap- absolutely know, yeah she got so much blowback from that and uh, i felt really bad because it's just like totally unwarranted and why who gives blowback to that it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> once again, like this is the mystery of of finding out how terrible people can be. And so, you know, we removed all these people. One of them even went off and formed his own DIY Chicago, and it was like the true DIY Chicago or something like that. Like no politics here, and <laughs> it's like it's you know it's just like yeah, it's the internet in a nutshell. And thankfully, I feel like it is more more useful, especially now with uh, more more of us modding it and stuff. I feel like I want it to be. Because when I moved to Chicago, I just had no, I didn't know what to do, no resources. I didn't know where to start. And I feel like I want that group to, you know, even though Facebook is dead and no one cares or whatever, uh, I want that group to at least be, you know, a resource that is potentially accessible, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's,
1: it's amazing. I've, I've personally never had an issue. I've only had good experiences personally.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, once again, look at, look at who we are, you know, I mean, we're not trans or. Gay or, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever, women. Absolutely. Because, you it, know, I mean, you know, true. generally it's, generally, I mean, I mean, I, I now it's fine, better. I don't know, I shouldn't say it's fine. It's always getting better. It's always getting better. But, uh, you know, I feel like there have just been times when it's just like, I remember there was like, I think a tri- Chicago Tribune reporter or something that like posted like, hey, I'm doing a piece about how uh, people are opening up DIY venues to subsidize their rent during like, this economic downturn or something. And people were like, what? <laughs> Shouldn't do that. But like, you know, yeah. just understandably like, that's not a thing that happens for one. But like, there was just so many rude comments and just like people mm-hmm. being toxic. And I was like, okay, look, you can say that this is a bad idea for an article without being sexist and misogynist and a douchebag, okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's always a better way to word something. Even if you want to give a constructive criticism, there's a better way to say it. Just yeah. take the time with it instead of just going off your feelings.
0: And it's sort of the same thing, once again, i go back to Doug. Talking about in the studio when you're like, how about you try that? How about you try this? Instead, you can be like, well, you know, if I was going to do this, I might do this thing, Yeah, but that's just what I would do. Yeah.
1: There's, way, there's always a way to say a nice thing, even when someone is truly just not in the right place. You can find a way to enunciate and be like, you know... Maybe try this. I would do like we just said. What Doug said. I would do it this way. You know, I've been in that position before, and this worked for somebody. I, I had a band once. Try that. Do you want to try that instead of being like, no, that's stupid. Yeah, You're right. wrong. Yeah, and the customer is always right. Like they are, and you got to find a way to. And it's people's emotions. Like this is someone's creativity. They put a lot into it. Yeah. And you're trying to transduce that. You know. And yeah. Like you yeah. gotta be aware of what that is to somebody. It's someone's baby. And it's you're, someone's you're baby. You're telling them it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That's why every baby's beautiful.
0: What a right. baby. Such so a cute. Room, that's why the sunsets
1: yeah. are always beautiful. You know? Right. Yeah. Nobody well, wants to tell the main source of life and energy I that it's gonna, ugly. God's
0: gonna be like, Oh, okay, fine. That's my last sunset. Have fun. <laughs> Never coming back up again. Enjoy night forever. God, <laughs> God, God. I'm sorry, bro. I just like, I, I love sunsets, bro. <laughs> Did you grow up religious
1: at all? Speaking of God. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, I grew up Baptist. Oh, nice. But
1: Very familiar with that.
0: Oh yeah. Went what? to a Baptist
1: school and uh, I grew up, I grew up non-denominational Christian, but went to okay. a lot of Baptists. Um, even some Mennonite, um, Lutheran, Pentecostal, all, all of it really. Yeah,
0: all the whole Protestant range, the whole rainbow. thing.
1: Yeah, who's right? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I I, remember, I think one of my favorites was when I went uh, to my friend's like when I was like seven or something. I went to my friend's Episcopalian church, mm-hmm. and he had a uh, they had a uh, female preacher, and I was just like, oh, how come we don't have those? <laughs> well, so- because because.
1: Women are not supposed to do that. I mean, you, 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 you know, you know that. This don't make no you, sense. You know how hard it is to sit up there and read from a book. It's really hard
0: to do. And you got to wear the robes. I mean, just they don't look good on women. I'm just no, no, saying. They don't. They, I'm just, they just. I'm the don't. Pope, or no, whatever. I don't know. They don't even have Pope. No, pros. they
1: have um, I just like reverence groups. I, guess. I, don't I don't know. I don't know who decides these things. I don't. Know. I don't know either. It's really <laughs> weird. It's really weird because when I when I talk to a lot of women in my family and friends that I grew up with. It's sad to like see how they just they they also will feed into like yeah I don't I don't think women should be president. Woman should not be a pastor. And you're just like, that's not like this. Wow, like you're saying that like you're the woman like you're you're yeah and you say that too and it's really sad.
0: Yeah, I don't really understand that sort of mindset. I mean, that's why like I'm really glad my mom went against the Mennonite Church to go and get an education uh, because I just couldn't imagine. I mean, thanks, mom, but. (laughs) Yes, I, I could imagine her just being like, you know what? Yeah, they're right. Like, I shouldn't go to college, and then she just never meets my dad. Is that that's part of their
1: rules? You can't go to college.
0: Women are not allowed to go to college at all. Men can only go to college if they're becoming, I believe, an engineer or a lawyer, which is kind of funny. I think both. I mean, that's so doctor, arbitrary. Maybe, who com- who comes up with this? I mean, because I guess they realize we need doctors, we need engineers, and we need lawyers in our in our community. But like, and so I guess they can go to college, but that's it.
1: But you know the most important engineer, audio engineer.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Is that, you know, I wanted to talk about this because, because of Doug. Yeah. Okay, I have a personal axe that I'm going to grind here, okay? Okay, let's do it. Okay, so I don't like the term audio engineer.
1: I thought you were going to pull out a gun or
0: something. <laughs> He's like, I'm pulling a beer. Yeah. I don't like the term audio engineer because audio, and engineers, engineers... They do things like four year transforms they're sitting there with their compass their protractor they're doing well, there's many different doing, types of engineers There's are doing I mean, yeah, but they all I feel like they all have one thing in common and that's they do some heavy duty math that someone's gonna die if they do it wrong <laughs> yeah civil yeah. engineer I don't know um
1: like mechanical, mechanical electrical, electrical yeah, aerospace electrical engineer. engineer
0: like they're all doing yeah heavy duty stuff I think the closest that maybe audio comes to is electrical, maybe yeah,' Cause, I mean yeah, absolutely you know when you're doing live sound like you know, you have to make sure that you're plugging into like two different like you know circuits if you're running like a certain like amount of juice through a preamp or whatever. You know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but uh, not a preamp, a power amp. But uh, I personally think of myself as more of an audio technician. Oh. I think of myself as an audio tech. I call other people audio techs because we're technicians. We use tools that have been made already by other people. Yeah. We're we're not going in there and like inventing. I mean, if you're if you're the kind of person that's like building your own preamp, like from scratch, like redesigning the circuit. Okay, but then you're like more of an electrical engineer, engineer. Almost at that point. Yeah, but you'll, yeah, you're an audio engineer, sure, because you're doing it because you're thinking about the audio uh, hmm. at the end of the at the end of the circuit. You know, mm-hmm. but like I'm not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm plugging, just, you know, tab A into slot B. You yeah. know. I'm not like I'm not sitting here like reinventing anything. You know, I, I just feel like it diminishes the term engineer. It's almost like it's like us sound techs have just been so for, we feel so downtrodden and forgotten. And what about like, a
1: recording engineer?
0: I mean, that's even then still maybe a little closer, but like I mean. See, yeah, I, uh, I know I, I
1: agree with you. Yeah. I always feel weird with it too. But where I th- I think it's a a vantage point, like a, a view in which how you see it. If you're looking at it that way, which is way more of the the technical part of it, I agree with you. Then you're not an audio engineer, you're an audio technician, or um. You could be a sound designer or something like that, mm-hmm. but where it can be the view can be an audio engineer is if you step outside of that and you're thinking about it philosophically, what you're doing to sound. Right, okay, you you okay. are engineering something. You're taking something okay, and well transferring you're an it. Artist.
0: You're an artist, yeah, right? You could be. You're. I mean, do you call like someone that makes pots like a clay engineer? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean,
1: like... Yeah, no, it's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up. You're
0: crafting something, Yeah, but you're not like... That's what I'm saying. Engineering feels like... I'm building a bridge that has to like survive. Yeah, what like,
1: is the definition of just <laughs> engineer?
0: That's what I'm saying. There's not really one, as far as I know. But There's like, gotta be a definition. I just feel like personally, I don't feel like I'm an engineer. I'm yeah. not. I didn't. You know, I just don't feel like that's what I am. If anything, I am more of an artist. Yeah, who's using tools? So I'm like a, you know, like sound. Know. Sound
1: design is not a bad one to put. Right, a designer
0: kind of uses tools. Yeah. to achieve art I'm kind of curious what the <laughs> definition
1: I'm, I really am of like en- just engineering uh-huh. is, or engineer like what is what does the internet say the definition of an engineer is <laughs> you know like because I I, 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 I kind of I'm, I'm leaning towards what you're saying a person who designs builds or maintains engines machines or public works
0: <laughs> none of those sound like sound like <laughs> plugging in a microphone <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: No, unless you're designing the microphone, a branch of science and technology. This is engineering, a branch of science and technology concerned with the design, building, and use of engines, machines, and structures.
0: Okay, use. Okay, sure, but that's only one aspect of that definition. That's why I feel. And like technician, technology,
1: we are using technology. Yeah,
0: right? that's why I feel like technician makes more sense because we're yeah. mostly using it. We're not designing and building it. Huh? You know, that's this, why this I, is I, a hard one. That's, that's why I say sound tech. You know, we're a sound technician, audio yeah. technician. Because we're using tools that other people have made in order to, to do accomplish a feat, you know?
1: And uh, and then the definition of audio engineer on, on Google is an audio engineer, also known as a sound engineer or recording engineer, helps to produce a recording or a live performance balance and the adjusting of sound sources using equalization, dynamic processing, and audio effects, mixing, reproduction, and reinforcement of sound.
0: Yeah, but that's just the like name we gave ourselves. Yeah. We yeah. gave ourselves that name so much that Google was like, yeah, okay, sure, you're engineers. That's so funny. But like... I mean, I really don't feel like that's what we are. Yeah, you know. I yeah. mean, Joe Meek was a, was an audio engineer, but like, am I an audio engineer? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not gonna say that maybe you aren't. You know. Yeah.
1: No, I get what you're saying.
0: I just feel like it's a we we gave ourselves we have a like a sort of a inferiority complex because people forget we exist. Yeah. I mean, it's like when Doug was talking about how like his parents have no idea what he does. Yeah. Like, I'm the same way. My, me too. I was like, <laughs> I've tried to like show my dad like literally videos from me behind the board moving faders, and he's like, what, "What?
1: You're not a radiologist? I don't understand."
0: He's never. I don't think he's been to a show in like you know thirty <laughs> years at least. So it's like he's just like, "What?"
1: He's very detached from that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like—is he older too?
0: Oh yeah, he's a boomer.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's because I grew up with parents who were born in the '50s and like working class you know blue very blue collar working class they didn't go to college the last education they had was like in 1973 and because of that i have like so many like i wouldn't say a boomer mindset or a gen x mindset but i have like the tendencies of like yeah just like i don't know we'll figure out how to do it just like you don't really have a choice because that they that's how where they came yeah, from yeah yeah and just things like that or like you know yeah i guess just gotta grind and like get this done instead of like no one's gonna hand it to me. Like that type of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um but totally. I finesse
1: it me- well with the millennial mentality and
0: Oh, you know. I mean that's that's the uh how can I make this into my living yeah. sort of mindset. Yeah because you know it's all it's all it's all gig work, you know? Yeah. So like I might as well be doing gig work where at least it's like something I don't hate.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I mean I'm just saying personally <laughs> I don't need to inflate my own ego if I call myself an engineer when yeah. I didn't go to four years of college learning what four year transforms are, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying.
1: No, you you make a good point. I I think that it's a it's a hard one because Yeah, you are you are kind of you're 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 layering things, you're you're building up something, you're reinforcing something, you're using so much technology to come together and make something else come on the outside of it. You're yeah, it's you make a good point. I I could see many of these titles
0: working. Yeah. Because I I yeah. call myself a
1: sound designer. I, I change it up all the time. <laughs> it's like it almost depends on the circumstance.
0: Well, Doug said he was like he considered himself as a producer. Yeah. Which you know, that's a And like, that's a whole nother one because that's a really cryptic place. Like yeah.
1: producer, like
0: see, I feel like I don't want to necessarily always call myself a producer because I'm not sure how much my influence should be attached to what I record. Yeah. You know? Especially yeah. if you're doing like what we do where it's just like session. I'm in, it's a live session.
1: Yeah. Producer is a hard one because some people actually take that role on, some people don't, and some people some producers don't know how microphones work or how <laughs> how, how faders work or how any of this stuff yeah, works. Yeah. And Doug does. So it's like it really depends on what you just want to call yourself with the many hats that clearly someone like him or someone like you or someone like myself yeah, wear. That's true. You know? We're not just doing one thing. Sometimes someone is just mixing. They just mix. Yeah. Yeah or they just they just they just capture something, they record it. Or they master it. Yeah. it's funny because all those people call themselves recording engineer, mixing engineer, mastering engineer. Yeah,
0: I know, I know. <laughs> They're all engineers, They're baby. They're all <laughs> engineers. Who isn't one? It's so
1: funny, too. When I was a kid, I was always telling my parents I want to be an engineer because they'd be like, you'd be a good engineer. And I'm like, I want to be an engineer. I don't know. I like to build stuff. I like to yeah. make things happen. I like to design things. I like to swing the hammer and figure out a way to make something happen. And I did not know, like how many worlds that it, that could be what what that means but yeah yeah recording engineer audio engineer audio technician recording technician producer sound designer sound yeah, artist I mean, it's you like, know
0: it's like you know kind of going back to what we were talking about sort of the beginning of the conversation where if you're just a curious person if you're you know if you're like you're talking about the DIY mentality it's like what do I want to learn yeah i want to learn everything you know yeah. i want to like how far into this rabbit hole can I go, you know? Until, like, maybe you just lose interest in it. I don't know. I have <laughs> i don't even know if it's, like, you lose interest you run out of time. I don't know, like, because I... Like, right now, I've, I've been... The latest project I'm working on is a, is I'm writing for a musical. Oh, really? <laughs> so I've never done anything like that before in my life. How'd that happen? Uh, Well, I mean, there's this project, and they have already shot it with, like, music that's in place, and they want to replace it with better music. So I have all the, sort of, the lyrics and mostly what, like, the melody is, but, like, and, the like, tempo and everything. But then they want it just to be better. So I'm like, okay, like, this challenge, you know? I've done soundtrack stuff before, but never a musical, mm-hmm. I have to... So I don't know, you know, I mean, maybe, I, maybe I'm really in over my head here, I don't know. You'll find out I the just, fun way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the mentality
1: of saying yes to everything. Right, exactly. I mean, there really is only one way to find out, and that's right. to, like, just do it. Right. And I think the curiosity... That killed the cat is, I think, what drives people into doing things that you've done and I've done. Where you just kind of just want to learn how everything works. You want to talk to people. You want to understand more about mixed media art and someone selling prints and someone selling pins. And you talk to them and how sound works. And then you play drums and you're like, well, that microphone's there and why is it capturing that? It just just goes and the wormholes. It never ends. Especially now, I mean,
0: like, you know, it's crazy to think about. Like, I used I bought a book when I was like. 13 remember that was like the beatles like a you know apple road to whatever yeah and like uh apple road Abbey road to i don't know what z was but it was like head of all this stuff about like how they recorded everything because it was like it's the beatles so like all this stuff is documented and it's much more like available but if you want to know how anything was recorded that wasn't as big as the beatles you had no idea yeah you know you just had to like look up who was the engineer or, like, who was the producer and, you know, maybe you can find out how they did something else or whatever. But, like, now it's, like, you can just find everything. You can be, like, oh, I love this drum sound. Like, who did this? And then you can be, like, oh, you know, like, what's their technique? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they did an interview with Tape Op, and, like, you can read about it. That That's why one thing that I've really loved is uh, Chris Woodhouse. Are you familiar with Chris Woodhouse? I am not, no. Uh, he did a lot of records for Ty Seagal and... Um, the OCs and a couple other bands out like the Bay Area. And he was like kind of the sound. I feel like that everyone, every band in Chicago wanted to be around like 2014 to 2016, it seemed like. And the funny thing was as much as I tried to find out how this dude does anything, he didn't give any interviews. He never like, he doesn't have any contact info on available online. (laughs) He has like, he's, I don't even know how old the guy was, you know, he's just just this mysterious force. That's just, that's created the sound everybody wants. And so I had the pleasure of of opening for Ty Gall at a show at the Empty Bottle, oh, nice. and I was like, Ty, yeah, I hate to be that guy, but can you just tell me like a couple of secrets to how it is to record with Chris Woodhouse? And he was like, Yeah, okay, sure, yeah. He uses this thing, he uses that thing, he always uses this. That's like his main thing. What's that? Uh, <laughs> well, no, okay, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. Uh, it's a, a germanium diode. Um, Master Bus Compressor, like, ma- like ma- like it's just a two-channel, like, Master Compressor, and, like, he just runs that, everything, everything through that on the way out, and that's, like, his one of his secret tricks, Huh. and it's my, I can't remember the company that does it, it's, like, the, the gray, gray chassis, like, yellow knobs, it's very distinctive, but if you just Google, like, Germanium Master Compressor, you'll find it, but I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. That's one, that's one thing, that's all you'll get. That's all you'll get, people. Subscribe to my Patreon for more. <laughs> <laughs> for more for more secrets from that were given to me freely. That's so uh, funny. Yeah, but you know, it's just like cuz like that and I felt like that was such an old school way to get info. Just literally have to ask the artist backstage Yeah, because there's no Wikipedia article or whatever, that's cool you know? though.
1: It's cool that you were able to do that with him and the Bandcamp uh CEO. Oh yeah, I, that's, yeah. that's those are you got any more crazy stories like that? <laughs> <laughs> what's um, the, what's the craziest thing know. that happened at one of the DIY shows you're putting on? Uh
0: I don't.
1: Know. I. <laughs> Your face is telling. St- you're yeah, going. You're going know. through the really like. Oh no! I don't yeah, think I can talk I about know. that I one. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like some of these going to sound really bad. Uh, I don't want to talk about the negative ones.
1: It doesn't have to be negative.
0: Yeah. I don't I know. Get, I could say
1: crazy stuff that's not only negative. It's like that. You had to deal with that. Like whoa. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Um. I mean, for those listening, I is so, making so, some the, faces. So, <laughs> yeah. I. I'm. I mean, I'm going through it. You're right. Uh, God, I don't know. I mean, I guess craziest. What does that even mean? I guess, <laughs> like, I guess there was the, the night that we got our, the day we got our front glass window broken was, was pretty wild because it was this kid. We kicked him out. We got him in an Uber, sent him home. He like came back later that night, still drunk, really drunk, and...
1: Uh, Couldn't have been that drunk. He got home came back.
0: I know, right? He was, like, sobered up <laughs> and impressive. then came back. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, wild. And then, like... uh, But, like, we all thought he left because, like, you know, like I said, I put everything in my room. Like, I take everything out of the basement, all the studio stuff, and put it in my room for the shows so that it doesn't get beer spilled on it and stuff or knocked over or whatever. Um, And, uh... So, I fell asleep on the couch because my bed was covered in gear or whatever. And then I woke up the next morning to my roommate yelling at this guy to get the fuck out of the house. And... So, uh, he, he did, but then very shortly after that, he, uh, was pounding on the door demanding me let back in to get his hat. Uh, so I went around to the side of the fence and I told him, I was like, what's your hat look like? I'll get your hat. And he was like, no man, you gotta let me in. And I was like, okay, I'll just I'll find your hat. I can't let you back in here. And then he, as I was like trying to get back in here to find his hat, he jumped to the fence. I could hear him climbing the fence. So then I run back out there with a the snow shovel, because that was the closest thing I had to a weapon at the time. And I was like, dude, you gotta you know, you cannot climb this fence right now. Yeah. I'm gonna call the cops. He's like, I don't care, call the cops, man. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Okay, fine, you can come in here and get your hat, but then you have to leave, okay? So he comes in here, and it turns out he had fallen asleep on my bed on top of all my gear. Oh my god. And like I guess I unlocked the door at some point after everybody left and didn't realize he like stuck in or something. And then uh so he does find his hat on the bed amongst all the gear. And then I'm like, cool, you got your hat, leave. And he's like, then, so I'm opening the door for him. And as I'm like putting the, you know, unlocking the thing, he sucker punches me in the face. And like, I stumble back and I'm just like, what? (laughs) And then he like, (laughs) he's like, he like does like a, like a straight up, like, you know, old school, like the fighting Irish pose. And he's like, come come at me, bro, come at me. And he's like, backs out the door. And I'm like, what? (laughs) <laughs> i was like get get out and i like, pick up this like this like um uh u-lock that's on the floor and i was like get out i don't want to see you man you gotta get out of here and he was like come at me bro come at me and i was just like you know what screw you and i throw the throw the u-lock at him and i closed the door and then as soon as i did that i was like oh my god my door's made of glass like <laughs> i like realized what i just done yeah because then immediately that u-lock i stepped back because i like knew what was gonna happen i stepped back and the u-lock came flying through the door and that, you've ever heard a glass door break, it's a very loud noise.
1: No, is your hearing okay?
0: <laughs> no, it woke up everybody in the house, though. Oh my God.
1: What time in the morning was this? It was like
0: 9 a.m. on a Sunday, you know? it's like Just crazy. a great,
1: you know, great way to edify the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> <I
0: know.
1: laughs> get on down to church, you ruffian. God, that and those are probably expensive to get
0: fixed. Uh, we, ended up, we ended up throwing a, uh, a fundraiser show uh, to pay for it. It was like 300 bucks. Oh, man. Uh, and my favorite was uh, we had Malky play that, uh, yeah. that fundraiser show. Yeah. And he was like, Yo guys, you know there wasn't a door charge, but you know you can't have a door charge when there's no door. So please donate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A little little bit of humor in there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have fun with it. That's a that is a wild story.
0: Yeah, that's just when I was like, man, is DIY worth it? Like, but I was like, you know what? This is the first time this kind of thing has happened, and like. That's what you just said right there
1: is a very. That's the question: Is it worth it? There's a lot of pain and suffering and struggle and
0: cleaning up vomit and
1: just i like i yeah I, I always go through that dilemma like i've been remodeling and repainting my house slowly over the pandemic and spending a lot of time and effort money thinking about it placing everything properly and i'm like do i even want to have a show in mm-hmm. in here ever again maybe i'll just have them outside i don't because i had to do all this because i did 10 years of having shows right, here and yeah. everything got ruined and the toilet got ruined the floor and i replaced that because yeah of all the usage and it started leaking and the handprints everywhere and have you it's seen my bathroom?
0: There's still a giant wine stain on the wall.
1: <laughs> yeah. It never ends. There's there, beer splatters everywhere. Just when you see dried up liquid on the wall, it's not water, people. It's beer. Years of it. Yeah. Um, just everything. The damage, the gear hitting stuff when it's coming through. Yeah. And, just yeah. taking, and this is my my childhood home. Like, this is not just some place I'm renting and leaving, you know? Yeah. So, so it's a hard, it's a hard one. Like all those stories, you're just like, oh my God. I can't believe I've been doing this for this long. I know.
0: I was running through my head of just like all like, you know. Yeah, it's just chaos. and, and
1: But when it's good, it's yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I, good, I, it's good, it's I, I like fun. chaos a lot. Like I don't like. Really, I mean, I've, I've lived alone for all of two months in my life. And I hated it because it was like everything was exactly where I left it.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> it nothing sucks. will make any noise unless I make it. I'm sounds kind of nice right now. <laughs> I'm so used to that. I never lived alone, ever. Yeah. And I'm like, what would it be like? Like yeah, everything like this stays there and it's not messed up. And it's just silence unless you make a noise. And the garbage isn't overflowing.
0: Yeah, I took it
1: out and it's there again and doesn't yeah, smell. You know, it, was, it was
0: interesting. That was two months uh because I made like one bag of trash per month. <laughs> you know,
1: so it actually would smell really bad. It's like oh, it's been sitting for a while.
0: No, it was yeah, it was <laughs> just like it was like at the end of the month I was like you know I haven't emptied the trash in a long time. Oh, well, guess I might as well do that. And it's mm-hmm. like man, <laughs> how do how do. <laughs> I don't have so many roommates that make so much more garbage than I do. But I don't know.
1: Do you see yourself living alone sometime? No. Never?
0: No, I don't I don't know. I I, I sometimes, like, I mean, you know, I got the garden, you know, and I'm such, a, like, a, a solitary person <laughs> oh, that's sometimes. That's your,
1: your right way of, I live alone. I got a garden, and that's like, how that's, I live I, alone. No, I mean, it's,
0: like, I go out there and I'm alone. Like, yeah, yeah. It is, like, my little sanctuary. I'm just, like, it's just me and, like, birds and insects and, like, flowers and stuff, and it's, like, nice. But, like, yeah, I do kind of just, like having a little bit of chaos every now and then. Like, I think I feel like my life would be very boring and sad if I didn't have stuff kind of mm. constantly bubbling up all the time and yeah. just like hang, come home and there's somebody hanging out and you're like, Hey, what's up? And then, you know, like now you're watching a movie.
1: Yeah. It, sometimes <laughs> it's great. Sometimes I, I do love, you know, I go home and two the roommates are watching something interesting on TV and sit down and like, they got a bowl and they take yeah, a hit right, and you're like, yeah, yeah. sure. And then, you, yeah. and then someone else shows up and is like, dude, we're smoking weed. Yeah, you're like, right. oh, what's up? It's like, community, you know? It, it's it's, it's fun. It can be really fun. And, oh, we're going to watch this? Dude, should we watch that? Let's let's put on this movie. <laughs> eh, let's watch this game. No, let's do it. And it's just like funny. And then you go to the other part of the house, let's put some records on.
0: Right, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah.
1: someone's smoking ribs? Oh, cool. And they come in and like everyone, did. It's, <laughs> it's like
0: a family yeah, without yeah. the
1: family nonsense, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, like. I feel like sometimes I get this really, like, even though I live with four people, like, sometimes I'll go upstairs and, like, and like all my three minutes upstairs will all be, like, in their own rooms doing individual things, and it's kind of like, oh, this is depressing, you know, like, we're all in the same space together, we should, like, do stuff together, you know, and, like, I don't know, I have this, just this general sense that, like, community is really important to, like, mental health and, like, human, like, I don't know. Humanity, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> and I feel like that's why like I'm so devoted to like DIY is because mm-hmm. like it's a way to inject. It's like you're not. It's not about commerce. It's not about like how much money is this band gonna make. How much is this venue gonna make? It's not about like bookings just solely for like what's gonna make the most money. It's like hey, let's just get some good people together, and you can come in, and you can just see this, and we're all together here in this space, and we're doing something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's so important in a world where it's just like everything's been cannibalized by like alienation and, and isolation and atomization and. And, you know, capitalism, and it's just like everything has to like, you're only doing it because it's like going to make somebody money, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like it's just really important, I feel like, to have stuff that people just do together, because it's, we're humans, and we just do stuff together, you know?
1: I, I agree with you, and I think that ethos is why you've been doing what you do, and why I do what I do, but the sad thing is is you have other people have to feel and think that way. If they don't, even ever so slightly off, then it's imbalance, and then there could be a sense of Resentment or hostility, where someone like I just want to be alone. Right. Some yeah. people truly are like a, a sense of introvert. you know. Yeah, they they totally. like they regain energy by just being by themselves. Yeah, so, and I have to
0: remind myself that too. When I when I feel depressed, I'm like seeing that, but it's like no, that's just them enjoying themselves. Yeah. Their time together. Yeah. And they're alone. just
1: reading or writing something or listening to music or watching a movie by themselves because yeah. they're tired of noise. And I like I am I'm a fan of the balance of it. I enjoy. Coming home to that, but my God, I also love it when it's one of those evenings where everyone went out and I get to like finally turn up blast to 5.1 and watch a, <laughs> and watch like a 4K disc yeah, and just yeah. like, just disappear in a space movie or something. And I'm like, this is awesome. It's f- I finally don't hear people talking in the kitchen or music bouncing around. I get to like have this experience. That's what this is here for. But then it's also nice the next night when we're all hanging out. Like right. I, I like both a exactly. lot. Exactly. That's
0: what I'm saying. It's like, I wouldn't like just, just the isolation. The good thing about living with other people is you sometimes get the isolation and sometimes you get the community, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can have the community anytime you, you know, as long as there's some at least one other person willing to hang out. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're, like, alone, then you're probably gonna, I don't know, have to, like, schedule time to hang out with people. Like, I don't know. It's, I mean, it is fun doing that. We scheduled that. this. So. We
1: did schedule this. There there are things I do have to schedule. And when it's friends coming in from out of town, I have to schedule that. But my house is a revolving door. I don't schedule any hangout. Like, friends just show up. And I'm just like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the same people. It's it's we have a mutual understanding. I always tell them like, you're not guest. You lost your guest privilege like ten years ago. Like, <laughs> take your shoes off. You're not a guest anymore. Yeah, like guest are someone that hasn't been around in a while. You know, I feel like a guest here. Like if you came over, you'd be a guest, but right, yeah, not yeah. the person that is here every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, that's that's how it used to be at like the Young Camelots. You know, there are yeah. definitely people like I, I would just show up there whenever, and it was like there was always somebody there, and it was like you just walk into some situation. And that was really cool, and you know I want to cultivate that here, but it's kind of hard. With, um, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just, it just has never really been the same. Uh, maybe because I'm not necessarily as much of like a, I don't know, like I like my private time too. I'm not a constant party animal. Yeah. You know, I like to like be doing mixing and 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 doing and you know, recording and stuff like you know, like by myself, and you know, so I'm not always like just down the people to come show up whenever. But, uh, you know, I do like that aspect of just, like, because that's what life was like before we had cell phones and stuff. You just roll over to your friend's house and just, like, hey, what's up? We watching The Simpsons? Okay. Can I eat some of these, I don't know. Cheetos? <laughs> triscuits? <laughs> triscuits? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I, did you have that growing up where you just, like, showed up at someone's house? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you knew their family? Yeah. Like, yeah, you saw things you shouldn't have, like, like <laughs> <laughs> you just showed up all the time. Yeah, I had a couple yeah. of those. I'm like, I should not have seen that.
0: <laughs> no, I know the reason I actually brought up Triscuits, it was actually, no, it wasn't Triscuits, it was the other one. The fucking, uh, I don't know, equally equally tasteless wheat cracker, <laughs> snack. Okay,
1: I, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about. I, I can't do. remember what it is, but yeah. but like, uh, because like, I went over to my friend's house, and I used to go there all the time, and like, you know. Just hanging out after school, and like his dad got really angry one time and was like, You're eating too many of these Triscuits. I bought these for my family, not for you. And I was like, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I was like, you know, like nine or something. Yeah. (laughs) It's the
1: worst when someone's dad yells at you mom or dad, but yeah. When like they're not your blood, they're not your uncle, your mom, or dad, and he's like yelling at you, you don't. You don't, you don't know what to do. You can't even react to somebody. <laughs> you're like, you're not even my parent. It's I can't even right. talk
0: back to you. You're not my parent. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. It's scary. It's c- extra scary. I can't even imagine being a dad and just like yelling at my children's friends. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> my parents would just
1: be like, go outside. If they were that mad, they'd be like, don't go in the house. They'd warn me like, your friends aren't coming to the house. Because it was a revolving door mm. then when they lived there. Yeah, yeah. Just like, stay outside. Like you, you guys can hang out, but do not
0: come in the house. Right, I'd be right. Like guys yeah. pee in the forest. Go find something to do somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, think was, I got that a lot. Oh yeah, it was great. I don't know, especially playing video games. Like, yeah,
1: sorry. I'll go outside if you're playing video games. Yeah, just be
0: like, stop playing video games together. Just go do something outside. You're like, okay.
1: Were you a Super uh, Nintendo or Sega Genesis?
0: Super Nintendo.
1: I was gonna say you, you're a Super Nintendo guy. I was
0: Sega Genesis. <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean? I don't know. I, I just said that. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> I got nothing. It's, just, it's like they're both Asian, so I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't even going there. It's pre Xbox. Um,
1: yeah, that's funny, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I had Sega. I loved, I loved Sonic the Hedgehog and Street Fighter. And the, I had the. Like, micro- Street
0: Fighter was on SNES, too, though. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. How about Streets of Rage? That wasn't on SNES, but that was the one game I really liked on, on Genesis.
1: Was uh, Moonwalker, the Michael Jackson game? No, that NES. was not on
0: SNES. No. I had
1: that on Sega Genesis, oh, that was my most valuable that. game. When I sold my Sega Genesis, which I regret, but I needed money at the time. Yeah. Five years ago, I got a lot of money because I had so many games. I mean, 30 years of collecting games, and I had the Moonwalker one. And just for that game alone, I got like 130 bucks Dang. Just for the game. And I had like... 50 games. I had so many cool ones, but yeah. that one was awesome. It was okay, h- yeah. Did you ever play it?
0: Yeah, of course. I've been, to, I've been to Township. When he just, or not Township, uh, oh my God. Emporium. <laughs> Throws his hat. Yeah. You're like, who made this? <laughs> 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 and his little, the leg thing, and he's just like. Dude, I mean, that was back in the 90s when like, Every mascot and celebrity had a game. Like Shaq Fu, Michael Jordan's Windy City. They made a game for Spot, the 7-Up logo. Uh, Chester Cheetah had a game. Tiger Woods
1: had one. Ken Griffey Jr. had one. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, I'm Ken Griffey Jr. And let's play Major League Baseball.
0: Tony Hawk's Pro (laughs) Skater. (laughs) I know, no one knows. remembers that one. That was an obscure one. Yeah, that didn't turn out well for for him at all.
1: (laughs) I can't believe that he's just like, he was just this vert ramp skater. Yeah, Just a nobody. (laughs) And it's just worth probably like, Hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, I know. <laughs> because of a video game. We'll just game.
0: slap a name on it, whatever. Like, what was it? Dave Mira BMX yeah. Adventure I don't, Sha- I don't even know. Sean White or? I don't even know. Snowboarding one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had all of those, but like, they weren't as good of game. 1080.
1: Remember 1080? Oh, of course. That game. I never was able to do a 1080 in that
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> False advertising. <laughs> that game,
1: they did that. That game got people really into like, uh, understanding uh, geometry or, or, or <laughs> yeah. you know? I was like, wait, why is it 1080? I'm like, wait. 720 uh, 360 when, that's oh a lot of turns t- <laughs>
0: that's one two
1: <laughs> three turns that's so funny god, yeah. those old games Did you ever I,
0: play I, uh, jet set radio though that was oh for yeah. dreamcast so oh my
1: god i love dreamcast
0: <laughs> okay good i had. i almost too. thought about my dreamcast was a sega shirt family, is. you know
1: dreamcast sega genesis yeah sega cd you had a sega cd and saturn yeah saturn oh my and cd god. and most oh my importantly god. i never had nintendo i only had nintendo 64.
0: Yeah. But same. we were the type of family oh, where we got it like
1: a year or two later from everybody. <laughs> you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. And I never knew the the difference. I remember opening it up our Sega or our Nintendo a year after it came out and I just thought it was brand new I, because it was in a brand new box, you know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean I know, it's not like, I don't know. I mean, that was like 95 six was six? the first one, 97 yeah. when I got it. Yeah. That's crazy. Cuz yeah, I mean, I remember I remember the first day of playing Mario 64 and, mm-hmm. you know, and just being like, "What's 3D?" Whoa.
1: It was pretty mind blowing
0: because I didn't have a PlayStation, so I like that whole thing just blew right past yeah. me. I didn't have it, so PlayStation, you know,
1: came out I think a year earlier, right? Ninety, what was that? Ninety-five. I think it was ninety-four in yeah. Japan
0: and ninety-five in America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I remember because it was ninety-five for PlayStation, 90, two thousand for PlayStation Two. 2005. Now that we've drawn, uh, driven away everybody who's not into video games. <laughs> I don't play video games at all anymore. I know. Like, even though I have a PlayStation 2 over there, I just don't have time for it. I just, I lost complete
1: interest you know, a decade ago. I just don't.
0: Well, here's here's my spiel about video games. And since, you know, you asked me on here to give spiels, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I used to be really heavily addicted to video games. Really? I honestly think that video games are one of the most addictive drugs out there, even though I just got done talking about how, like, I did... All these other drugs and stuff. <laughs> what? Anyway, what? Uh,
1: what, when you say addictive, like how often were you playing?
0: Well, so like back when I was like uh, fourteen, I went from a from a middle school to a totally different high school where I didn't know anybody. You mm. know, I'd like like totally, completely different. That's and, hard. That's a lot. Yeah, and so like I basically just like isolated myself into a world of playing Counter Strike a lot. <laughs> Uh, which I really at the time just didn't realize I guess I kind of did because I would just come home and like play Counter-Strike until like I couldn't anymore I would also like I was an athlete like I played soccer and stuff like up until then but then like I just didn't like how everybody was competitive
1: you know which is it's it's funny you say that because I'm the same way (laughs) I love sports but because I'm not competitive at all like I just don't care. I right. just want to have fun and have the right. community. This is why just, we're DIY people? Yeah, exactly. I just play with people and come up with a fun plan and execute it and like just have a good time and have exercise and just all that. But like being aggressive about winning and mean, like Michael Jordan. I'm like, nah, I don't. Right, I exactly. do not care about that. And there's at like
0: all. a point. I feel like it when like. When you're like an athlete, when you're growing up, like where it goes from being like fun with your friends to being like we gotta run this, dude. What are you doing, bro? And you're like, this isn't fun anymore. Like, <laughs> screw this. Yeah. You know, like it's like right about when everybody hits puberty and it becomes like high stakes. Yeah. You know, and it's like your identity is tied up with it. And, stuff, Hi- and like, high school is when it really becomes right, serious. Right. Exactly. And it's yeah. like I didn't like that, so I, I quit, I quit that, and I didn't. It was like kind of like. I mean, I was at this point sort of getting into music, but it wasn't like my entire like identity. Because, like I said, it wasn't like until I was, like fourteen. I mean, I I guess you know, I really. I mean, I was like dabbling in it, but it wasn't like I'm you know whatever. And so like, I was really into like Counter Strike, and I like got so good that like people would like ban me from servers because they were convinced I was cheating. Really? Like, they were thought like yeah, I couldn't like just play with any. I would just go into any random server, and they would just be like oh hacks, and then just boot me. And so I had to like find communities where like they were just like they were like oh your personality is funny and like whatever we don't care. Uh, about losing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh so i decided like you know i was just doing nothing but playing video games all the time but i really was getting into more of music and playing drums and i really wanted to pursue that and so i was like you know what i can't balance these i can't i gotta stop i gotta stop playing video games and like so like really about like 15 i like just i just like stopped being into video games like at all like it's kind of tapered off until about like 17 and i completely stopped and, like, that's why I still think, like, PlayStation 2 graphics are, like, cool. Like, guys, any game made after, like, 2005, I'm like, whoa, look at those graphics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way.
1: I'm, like, completely behind. I'm like, let's play Gran Turismo 3. This game is
0: over a decade old. Whoa.
1: When, when you see, like, a PlayStation 5 on, like, a 4K television <laughs> with a 4K HDMI cable and the 4K disc, you're like, what? Yeah. This is possible? It's scary. And it just keeps getting better and better. I'm like, I... It's too much for me. I, I love the suspension of disbelief. Like knowing, like when I'm playing Grand Grand Theft Auto Three, in 2002, I'm like, yeah, this isn't real. Yeah, right. And that's okay. But when it's like r- feels real and you do like real things and yeah. people have real reactions with their face and their eyes, you're like, now yeah. I just feel like I'm a psychopath.
0: Yeah, right. It's like it's like funny when you like kill cartoon characters in Grand Theft Auto Three, but then it's like Grand Theft Auto Six. You'll probably be able to see like their sweat droplets as they like. It's so suffocated gasping by for your, last breath. Like, Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think that's coming out
0: probably next year. Yeah, I know they're
1: due. It's been a while, like eight years. Yeah,
0: they've been really milking Grand Theft Auto Five. I still, once again, but every time I play it, I'm just like, this is amazing.
1: I used to love playing that when it came out. I would just play for hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's been a while. I, time and lack of interest. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I think. I mean, video game design and video game. Sound design and graph design is a huge industry. It's a huge ordeal. Yeah. And it's amazing, but I just not.
0: No, yeah, I'm always amazed that, like, that's the cool thing about when I, when I watch someone else play video games is, like, I notice all the sound. Like, how oh, yeah. you can tell, like, when something is far away into your left. Even that's on a crappy like TV, you know. Like you can tell, like, oh, that's over there. Mm-hmm. I like, go, oh, that's oh, that's behind you. Yeah, which is even like more impressive.
1: Playing in a 5.1 rig is nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. I've seen people do it at my house. I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, that would be nuts, man. Where was this when I was playing Diddy Kong Racing <laughs> on N64, <laughs> trying to beat the pig? Like, why didn't I not have this? Goldeneye would have been a whole different experience. Goldeneye. On. That that's where we should have stopped video games.
0: Right, that's the Pete.
1: Goldeneye. especially
0: music wise, but. I digress. Dude. I digress. <laughs> Man, yeah.
1: that's so funny. <laughs> Crazy taxi for Dreamcast. Oh God, <laughs> that's too much offspring for me. Yeah, it I really was, got sick
0: of the offspring after that game. Out. That's was funny like, that you say that. Because I, I, I used to, I used to do this thing where I would um, take the RCAs, I would unplug the audio RCAs, but leave the vi- video one in, and then plug in like my CD player.
1: That's I would do the same.
0: thing. Because I was just like, screw this music, I'm tired of hearing I this. I would do
1: the same thing. I would, I would either do that or just have a boombox to the side and just play like CDs. Right, right. And just mute it. I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of this. Or you, or you can go into the preferences and just like turn down the audio. Yeah, right. Turn down the music. Anything yeah, to like yeah. manipulate it. Because I was like, I want my own soundtrack. <laughs> it's it's the same issue I have with going to like bars. Like I have such a problem with bars. Not for the the idea of it, but like I I'm not always a fan of the music. Mm. I'm not really, not always a fan of what they're watching. I'm not always a fan of the overpriced alcohol. Yeah, I was gonna say
0: that's the big thing for me. It's like, the biggest
1: no. thing. It's like I want to buy a bottle of you know bourbon for thirty dollars and not and, and have it over the course of the weekend and not spend you know two hundred dollars on just buying shots the whole time or whatever it is and then the yeah. tipping and all that. It's, it's noisy. I don't know. I just can't. No, yeah, I'm not a fan.
0: you know the thing that I realized going to bars here in Chicago when I first moved here was I was like oh everybody's like. Like in the same way, I realized like in the same way that, like our parents, well, not my parents, but like boomers generally listened to like the music from when they were like, I don't know, eighteen or whatever, mm-hmm. like forever. <laughs> 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 they just never got the memo. that time went it on. It will be it will be Caroline, Sweet Caroline, you know, until the day they die. Yeah, bum, yeah, bum, yeah. Bum. yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, you know, I would go to these bars and they'd be playing like LCD Sound System, and I was like, this is music from like. Ten years ago, and then like you still like fast forward to today. You go to a bar and it's like a fifty-fifty chance they will be playing. You know, Daft Punk is playing in my house. You know, uh, you're just yeah, like, yeah. oh god, they've become the boomers. Yeah, it's all the boomers. Yeah, and like I don't like that. I want to hear new music. Yeah. I want to hear. You new become things. a product
1: of your time and space, and I, I don't like that at all. I, I love music from every era. I have respect for. It. I know what it means. I know that I can't have what I have now without it. Yeah, that's how it works. But I want to know what's going on now. And guess what, world? I hate to break it to you, but there's a lot of great music right now because there's almost 8 billion people. And yeah. people like to create stuff and have output, and it just keeps happening and turned over. It gets lost in the, the, the weeds of the algorithms on streaming services, but if you do the work and the homework and you educate yourself on it, you, it's endless. From 19 to 20 to 2020 yeah, yeah. it's you got a hundred years to choose from yeah. and it just keeps going and there's so much output same with movies i hate when people say there's no good movies anymore it's like <laughs> what are you talking about movies have gotten better technology's gotten better sound design's gotten better acting's gotten better camera lenses have gotten yeah. better pro- pro- prosthetics have gotten better CGI's gotten better like everything's gotten it's better one,
0: it's the same thing with video game syndrome for me i'm just like man movie was amazing and then i read the reviews and it's like cheap this cheap, that CG was crap, and I'm like, oh, I'm just easily impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch a lot of movies, so like, I don't even realize it's a cliche, no, you know? <laughs> like, you don't
1: watch a lot of movies.
0: I see. I watch a lot of old movies. Oh, The Mask. I love it. That hasn't aged well. I'll tell I should have. Uh, that has no, not. A lot no. of these. A lot of these are, are problematic. As oh hell. my god.
1: Yeah, The Mask with Cameron Diaz. The way that she's treated. Oh yeah, it's weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Of, a lot of these '90s movies. It's a lot of uh, like schlubby dumb like Show problematic girls. dumb girl yeah <laughs> oh, God. it's just a lot of like where it's like the main character is just some dude and then it's like the women fall in love with them it's always the same trope them being absolutely generic unimpressive or th- terrible yeah and uh i feel like i and it's like that's sort of i had to like almost dissect that whole thing because it was i realized like oh these are the movies i watched when i was growing up and it's like this is the thing that was implanted in my mind growing yeah. up like when we thought it was good you know?
1: like oh that's a good movie it's like no it's just nostalgic <laughs> it's not really a good movie yeah i should have
0: brought some to donate i have so many
1: really yeah oh. i used to collect them how
0: would time. you come to the vcr no i'm just kidding <laughs> i should have brought some it's okay i, I, I mean time. obviously i'm not hurting here have you to kill nice yeah i mean uh heat I'm, this is like, great i feel like a few of these chinatown have, that's awesome yeah, the Chinatown copy I've got is a little messed up. It keeps spilling a little bit, and you just kind of have to adjust the piece. I
1: have I have a, I have one I'll, I'll donate to you, but you can't open it. It's an unopened hook from
0: 1991. Oh, wow. Well, you know. Do you have one already? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. When you If you do that, someone's going to see it at a, at a show here and be like, dude, I love hook. <laughs> when you got
1: to frame it, be like, this is unopened.
0: Yeah, we used to have, I mean, we still have three hook copies of hook. <laughs> Three of coffees. Yeah. I
1: have two. One to open, one on. I have a Spanish <laughs> Batman Forever.
0: Oh, which yeah. is
1: awesome because I was given the regular one, the That's English awesome. one, and then I was given the Spanish one by my grandmother because she wanted me to learn Spanish.
2: Mm.
1: My parents told me not to open it yet until I got home because they didn't. They didn't know. Like, oh, well, you we have two. They're like, don't open them yet. We got to figure this out. I'm six. So I opened up both. and They were like so mad. I would watch the Spanish <laughs> one and I'd watch the English. I'd go between. Them. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's like, you know, it's funny, like, like the, that's because it's one of those things that's gotten rid of through DVDs. Yeah. Like, you know, now you just have the, the subtitle track or the yeah. language track, I should say. And like, it's funny because, yeah, like sometimes like we'll be watching a VHS here and someone will be like, can you turn on subtitles? And I'll be like.
1: <laughs> "This Is a VHS? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And same
0: thing. It's like, I mean, you had to buy the Spanish version, you know?
1: Yeah, I did. It was great. That's so funny. I love it. One of
0: those things you forget about. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, no, it's funny because, like, uh, uh, you were talking to Bora Bora mm-hmm. about, about language and stuff. And I was like, oh, dang. Because, like, that's one of the other main things I've been doing since pandemic, was I've been learning Spanish. And-
1: oh, really? How's it going? C S C. The first thing you learn in Spanish, <laughs> Spanish 101. C, no, CSE. Yeah. I always just, oh, God, that's so funny. Yeah, uh, I know. need to learn. I need to learn it. It's it sucks that I never learned it, and I could have learned it. Thank you, Dad, but I never did. Did you ever learn no. your dad's native language?
0: No, because this is a crazy thing. You know, he came to America when he was seventeen, and he immediately just hit the ground running, like in high school, and so he knew a little bit of English from Burma being a uh, former British British colony, right? Right, right. So he knew English to a certain extent but he really didn't know it like fluently or anything. So he had to kind of get up to speed on, on English. And then all while at the same time trying to get into college and then trying to get into med school. And so the guy was, and he had no, no Burmese people to talk to, you know, so he can understand uh, Mandarin or sorry, not Mandarin Cantonese uh, and Burmese, but he really can't speak it. Which is interesting, huh? So even at seventeen, he was seventeen at the time. That's so he just rare. Lost the language. He just completely because he was just so focused on. Yeah, yeah he just did, he just did, you know. and you're not using it at all. Yeah, which is crazy to me to think about. That is what that says about like I don't know. Like I guess the way that like you know Bora, Bora was talking about uh, how it changes your personality and the way your mind thinks and stuff. Like, where, where is that? Version of my dad, you know, where is yeah. the seventeen and younger version of himself in his brain? I bet you, brain, if he went back you
1: know? there and lived there for a bit, it, a lot of it would start coming. Back. Right, a yeah. Lot of it. He'd be like, "I know what that is."
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe it would just like re- like revive that. He version of He has to have himself. a thick
1: accent, though. Coming here at seventeen,
0: yeah, he he does. It's not thick. I mean, but I used to make you're used a lot. to it though. Yeah, I, anybody I know I have, that's come here, no, he's not like he's not like a Korean sort of like one of those. Because as I said he did know some English, so but he just like you know, I mean. You know, there's sort of the, I used to make fun of him a lot because he would say like, uh, can I get uh, three French fry and uh, one hamburgers? I was just always think that was funny. I'd imagine just getting exactly three French fry or like one. I don't even know. It was just always funny to me as a kid. But, it is funny. But, uh, you know, I mean, you can make fun of your dad, but no one else can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is funny how people just will make fun of their own parents and different ethnicities within their family. Yeah, yeah. And, but if anybody else did, they're just like, what are you doing? It's like,
0: right you did it? Well, because then you're racist. You yeah. Know? It's I, like, <laughs> no one else can make fun of my dad except me. But, yeah, uh, you know, I know. I mean, yeah, I kind of, my grandma tried to teach me, um, you know, but I mean, Chinese is like Mandarin or Cantonese. It's just, it's a whole, it's so crazy. It's so different. It's a whole other world. I mean, even writing it, it's like, you know, I mean, it's so many characters for every single word and like, yeah, and then it's it's tonal. So like the same word can mean so many different things depending yeah. on how, how you say it. Yeah. It's like, Really I, I, that's hard.
1: my uh, my theory as to why they have such good hearing recognition, some pitch recognition. Yeah is having a tonal language. Yeah. It's very to have an acute listening to do that, you know.
0: Yeah, so that's why you have um you have quarter notes set like, uh, you know, like whereas we have we have twelve notes in our scale, you know, like Chinese scale is twenty four. Yeah. Because, you know, they have they half between in between, it. yeah. Wow. Which so, you know, for us it might sound kinda weird when you hear those like, you know, and you're like, Oh, that's vibrato, but no, it's actually for them, it's like you're hitting like two notes. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. specifically, it's not just like, oh, I wiggle my finger, like kind of in you know, in Western music, you know. Yeah. It's like it's specifically pro- is that written. why
1: a lot of their instruments besides like a classical guitar, don't have frets? Yeah,
0: I think probably. It's yeah. gotta be. It's also kind of classist. You know, I feel yeah. like the guitar is like it's like the layman's version of the like the you know, violin or yeah, cello, cello or yeah, whatever, cello, you know, violin, it's like
1: viola combo. Yeah,
0: it's the like learner's version almost. You know, yeah, it's like you can just fret wherever.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. Like <laughs> a true violinist, viola yeah. player, celloist, cellist, celloist cellist, uh, upright bass player, like their pitch recognition is insane. Their ability to just you, you're you have right, to know yeah. finger placement and wh- how pitch works. It's wild, it's really hard to do when you're used to frets. I'm sure, you know. It's weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. My first experience with that was playing bass with my friends at you know bluegrass jams, and I'd just be like, "Uh, I don't know, is this is this right? no Oh, a little oh so you play upright bass? <laughs> I mean, I did the, those jams. That was like my first experience jamming with people. Really, so like, you just I hopped on drums
1: with no experience.
0: And my friend was like, "Here you go. This is the one. This is the five. You know, you go back and forth between these two, and then you go up to here. Sometimes, you know, you're like, what?" Doom, doom. <laughs> Dink, dink. Oh yeah, it's bluegrass. Dink 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 donk. Oh I yeah, yeah, that, you know, but yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, I mean
1: And then no, no, no one even really wants to hear you. You just need to be felt. Yeah, right. Like nobody cares it's about it. It's not the a big deal player. if you're heading
0: off, but like, you know, it was like you know it was my first experience with string instruments was doing that. And yeah. Uh that's cool. That's so when I realized like I my fingers are just baby fingers. I yeah. need I need to physicalis. I, yeah. I would love to learn cello so bad. Dude, right? Spanish and cello. Bucket list. <laughs> yeah, just move to Europe and be like, my name is Benjamin. <laughs>
1: Benjamin ben Jose Arguez. I'm going to move to Spain, <laughs> Madrid. I'm going to move to Arguez, Spain. It's actually a city next to Madrid. My right oh, last name. Yeah. yeah. found that out. I was reading a Lynx and Hughes book, a uh, poetry book in college. And he's just like, it was during World War II, right before it. And he was talking about traveling Spain. He's like, yeah, and then we went to Arguella, Spain. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, oh yeah, that's my last name. And I was like, huh? And apparently royalty, you know. So maybe I should go back and claim my throne.
0: Is that how you prefer people pronounce it? I don't know.
1: Like, yeah. that's how it's pronounced, but it's like I'm so used to saying Arguelles when I was a kid to not confuse people in class. Yeah, and then you get used to it. Then it's high school. Then the coaches you're like, Arguelles. So like, you know, so then it's just what it is. But then I've heard every version of that, but. I, I don't know. I try to keep it to be authentic and, and, and to what it is and say Uruguay is. You
0: know? Right, I think they, I, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I I kind of just hate that I, my name is Chris. It's so boring,
1: you know? <laughs> Chris Lee.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always introduce myself as Chris Lee because at least it's like, I'm not just- Wait, your name Chris. is Chris Lee? Yeah. What's your <laughs> last name? Chris Lee what? <laughs> Have you ever gotten that before? Oh, yeah, definitely. Really? Definitely.
1: Or Grizzly? Gr- or Christy? <laughs> Wait, Christine? This is my friend Grizzly over here. Yeah. You can tell by the way he yeah, looks, right? Yeah, that's right, right baby.
0: <laughs> I know that nickname. You look
1: like a grizzly. <laughs> have you um, ever been, besides getting sucker punched over there, have you ever been in a fight?
0: I used to get in fights all the time when, when, I, was, like, when I was a kid. I think because I was short, you know, you want to, when you're just like a kid, you, mm-hmm. you know, you want to get picked on. up. You yeah, you get picked on. You want to stand up for yourself, you know. Uh, no, well, yes. I mean, it's from fighting with my brother, yes. That one, really? I'm surprised you noticed that. And a lot of people don't even... And I'm I like, see it. It's right above your left eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, my brother and I used to mess each other up a lot. Like, my, my dad used to have to pop my arm back into its socket because oh, it would get dislocated no. a lot. Oh, Do you feel that now yeah. to this day? Uh, no, not actually, no, actually.
1: That's good. I've heard when people have had that, it affects them when they're older.
0: Yeah. So it's good that it doesn't... No, yeah. My dad was, would just hold me down and just ah, right back into the socket. He knew what he was doing, you know? Exactly. He's a doctor, so... <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I used to get in fights, like, all the time, all the time. Um, did you, did like, you I want in, I didn't did I didn't always you win. them? Did you want <laughs> to be in fights? Uh, I mean, I just hated uh, being made fun of. I hated being made fun of being short, for being Asian, for, for being who I am. And I resented all these stupid white kids. They were always, you know, just so snotty and yeah, fucking hated them. And I still hold a lot of uh, resentment against all those people to this day. I just don't physically fight them, you know? Yeah. Do you but, still
1: ever have issues with that? At, I mean, I hate, bro,
0: I hate bro culture. I hate entitled frat bro type people. I hate generally masculinity in America, you know, as it yeah. is. I think it's, I just hate like you know like when I used to live in college town you'd walk down the main like street like a Saturday night like and I'd play shows you know just trying to load my drums in it's just like you just run into all these stupid dudes who just being like taking up space you know and just and just drunk and oblivious and you know and like I don't know I just sometimes just want to like wipe (laughs) these people from like give them a chance to experience what life would be like anywhere else like like like, uh, kind of what Bora Bora was talking about like like, be a white man in Mexico for, like, three months. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like the same idea as, like, everyone should work in food service for for a while. Yeah. Every person should be a minority somewhere for yeah. a while. I definitely agree with that. And I think that, you know, when you just feel so entitled because you've just never known a, a universe where you're not the yeah. dominant main thing, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think that uh, that could reset maybe some of your perspective. And,
1: People do need that. Yeah. I need that. I mean, I need to go. I want to travel more around the world to well, experience you've been talking that about you've
0: been traveling a lot so yeah. i don't know around the country oh, okay
1: i i road trip a lot i mean i'm driving to driving to new york next friday
0: but even that lets you see like places outside of uh, oh yeah i mean
1: yeah. I, i'm very experienced i've driven across this whole country i've driven that'll be at now i think thirteen thousand miles i've driven over the pandemic on road trips that's crazy yeah all like f- the southern tip of florida the western part all the way to utah Texas, New York, Tennessee, like just all over the place. And in my Honda Civic, I I like road trips a lot. I like seeing the world physically for how it changes, um, you know, with with the the grasslands into the the rolling plains and the mountains. I just love the way it looks. And then I love seeing people and seeing what this country is really about. Seeing the crazy, weird Trump signs. And not that I want to, but I need to understand what is going on. How many people out there think differently than I do? You know, I, I don't agree with it, but I, I'm, I'm not going to sit there behind my phone on, on Twitter and just assume I know what people's right, lives are yeah. like. What it's like to go into those small towns where it's all people I've ever, ever known,
2: yeah, and to
1: talk to them. And I know that I'm lucky to be a white man to do that. Not like a black woman couldn't do that. A black man can't just go into some tiny yeah. town in Alabama. Well,
0: you're certainly not able to strike up a conversation the way that you
1: know, I could. You know, you, yeah,
0: yeah. You, or you just I go into a butts. store
1: knowing like no one says anything to me the the worst i'll get is they know i'm dressed kind of funny right yeah that boy looks like he's from a big city by yeah. the way the colors the, the fashion that's the worst i'll get and i don't even care but i won't get racist looks or sexist looks that's for sure or backhanded things you know
0: yeah
1: um baltimore one too yeah I don't know, all over the place i like it i like traveling around okay,
0: the okay so here's a question that i uh you know i also love road trips but I hate cars and what they're doing to the planet. So ah. as a person who seems like, you know, environmentally aware, how does that, how do you square that circle? How do you, huh. how do you feel about that? I mean, how do you well, rationalize that?
1: I like traveling. I could either fly, which probably is worse. worse,
0: way worse, way worse, environmentally. Or, or I
1: could drive a pretty eco-friendly new Honda Civic. That's, I mean, I would love to. Have a car that runs on. So in your
0: mind, it's just like travel. Not traveling is just not an option.
1: Yeah, no, I have to travel. I got to see the world. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to travel. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I can try to do something better for this world to counteract it. I don't know. Do you feel
0: like, I mean, isn't that, okay, I mean, if you're, you are you don't have any kids though, so I don't have any kids either, so I don't really give a fuck what happens to the planet afterwards. (laughs) I mean, I feel bad for my my niece. Do you want to have kids? No, God, no. (laughs) I feel really bad for my niece because she's born in uh, two nieces, I should say. Because they're born into a world that's, like, totally messed up. I can feel bad, I guess, for every child that's going to be born into a world that's messed up. Uh, and I still love driving. It's fun. I don't own a car, but every time I get behind a wheel and get to go travel on in some way, it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Me gusta. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know. I do still feel like this voice in the back of my head, it's like, you're killing the planet, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean. I don't know. the The thing is with that is where do you stop, like. Where, where are this plastic? Where are all these items going? Where is the, the AC? Hey, this is
0: all made 20 years ago, okay? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like
1: the AC we're using right now. Yeah. Like the, the, the natural gas for yeah, your Yeah, but I mean
0: I, I mean, I at a certain point, you, there's things you need versus there's things that you just like want them. Yeah. We don't need
1: AC. We know that.
0: Yeah, normally actually I don't have this on uh, because my roommate is is not here. Uh, uh, but I thought maybe it would be nicer for you. It, his, it you is know. actually because I would be sweating <laughs> profusely. Um, there's a I lot of things. I think you're like 78 in here. We don't even need
1: light bulbs. So you can use candles.
0: Well, it's, you know, environmentally though, candles are they much better than LEDs because LEDs are super efficient. They are, efficient. but
1: the components to Trust make me, them. Like
0: I went to school for alternative <laughs> energy. I've thought about these. The things components a lot. for them. This
1: yeah. is where this is coming from. How is beer made is there anything that a byproduct of making beer in a brewery?
0: yeah, I mean, but here's the thing wheat fields I mean it takes almost no energy to produce wheat mm-hmm. so think about that uh, i've seen I've seen this picture of the uh, of the land use for various crops, and wheat is uh, you know pretty it's pretty small yeah. compared, compared to like corn most, yeah. the thing is the corn most corn goes gets to fed to animals, and I know you've talked to other guests about meat consumption and stuff. Yeah. I know you're trying to cut down. I was vegetarian for many, many years. and I'm mostly vegetarian now. I only eat meat essentially in situations where it would be dickish of me to be like, oh, guys, I, uh, actually, uh, can
1: <laughs> yeah. we
0: just... Can we can everybody be inconvenienced? By- yeah, if we're
1: ordering pizza and everyone's like, we're getting pepper, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I right, right. I, I
0: wouldn't want to be like the guy who's like, can we get a ha- no. half?
1: No, I, I don't do that. I, I know too many people that do that. I'm like...
0: "Yeah, The I thing know. is, they're not
1: even vegetarian and vegan they just like don't want it you're like now you're making it really hard
0: right exactly yeah that's 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 where i basically draw the line i used to be like absolutely i like, i just need no i'll eat no pizza and yeah. you know and you know
1: no it there's there's so many like because you can argue what are we doing this mega metropolis with all this pollution if
0: you see, know now, city living is much more uh ecologically sound because then everything is very concentrated. like you think about like uh, suburbs, absolute fucking horrible waste. Because the land is neither urban enough to be served by like public transport, yeah. nor rural enough to be farmland. Yeah. So it's just all lawns. It's yeah. just a giant waste of lawns and concrete.
1: What are you trying to say?
0: <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I, I'm being I hate to be out. I hate to be confrontational. <laughs> I, you know, because my, always my belief always has been you can be vegetarian just do it quietly. But you know you've been talking about road tripping with all these people, and I feel like I have to be the guy that at least asks you a question about yeah. it. Yeah, because I, because it if it helps, I don't a,
1: drive a lot, except for when I road trip.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't. I when I guess I, it's
0: true, you're entirely self contained in your little pod there, yeah. your little music pod. Exactly.
1: So when I do go out, I go a little hard in the paint.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. I guess that makes up for like not being one of those people that like commutes like an hour and a half every day. Yeah, or whatever, no. You know?
1: So it's it's very you go
0: hard in the paint. Also, <laughs> just.
1: <laughs> earlier when you said dicking around i was like i have never heard anybody say that but my friends where did you get that from because i i'd say it too but no i don't who know knows, who, who say say who
0: knows it. language just seeps in i just
1: love it because that's one of my favorite things to say I'm Just dicking around. <laughs> yeah it's great you yeah, know i i think about all of that it's like way well, i would love to have uh a battery-operated car someday like a, a tesla but then i'm like wait a minute how are we getting those batteries? And where are they coming from? How are we mining that? Yeah. I it's, mean, it's very tricky.
0: Yeah, the cost of a new car, this is the thing that I, you know, when I was going to school for this, everybody, I mean, I used to go door-to-door for um, uh, Environment Ohio, pushing for a renewable energy mandate by, so it would be 20, 25% of Ohio's electricity by 2025. This is back in 2007. And every time I would talk to people, they'd just be like, well, you know, I'm concerned about the environment, but, like, we'll eventually solve it with, like, technology, and, like, you know, it's whatever. And, like, that was, the, like, so many people just thought we'd just find a magic bullet. And then, like, Tesla seems to be, like, now the manifestation of that. But it's, like, a luxury vehicle that's, like, $30,000 at the very least. It's packed full of all these features. Like, I want an electric car. It's just, like, a dune buggy. It's like yeah. like, <laughs> you know, with like, a, yeah. with, like, a couple of golf cart batteries strapped in the back. Yeah. You know? Because then yeah. it's, like, then it's actually ecologically efficient, you know? I yeah. Mean, but, like, people people like their comfort foods, they want to believe that like they don't have to change anything about the way they live and that nothing has to change at all fundamentally and the world will just magically fix itself. Yeah. And it's like, no, I mean like we've had you know, insane heat waves like this year and it's only going to get worse in the future and I'm I'm not here to shame anybody for the way they live cuz and that doesn't fix anything. It doesn't yeah. change anybody's behavior. Yeah. And that's why I sometimes said, it just pushes them further to right, be, to be exactly. more mad at you, you know? Right. No,
1: you bring up good points. I, I think about those things all the time. I, I'm like, man, I would love to not have to buy gasoline. Yeah, right. And burn it, you know? And I know cars have gotten better at it, but it's still a problem. And I would love to have solar power panels and not pay ComEd. And get electronic um, stove and hot water heater, so I have to pay Nightcore for gas. Right. Yeah. And then just get my power from the the, the solar power panels. Oh, yeah, you know? I mean, but yeah. it's a lot of money to do all that. Yeah, I would do it if yeah. it wasn't thirty thousand dollars to do it.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, you know. You know. And this is exactly what I thought. Like, okay, we're gonna do this ten years ago. This is what I my, my my mind was like. Yeah. This is obviously the future. We're gonna do this. But you know, the grip of fossil fuel companies has been, um, you know, it's hard unbreakable, and they have it's bought hard. every politician up and down the line. Yeah. And I don't blame people for going along with what's the most economically logical thing for them to do, but it's all come at the cost of like, you know, just the world we live in. It starts and, with people you
1: know, though. If you get enough people doing it,
0: like maybe, I mean, I think it's, you know, yeah, it, I mean, it does hard. start with people in a certain sense, but it's sort of like saying like, oh yeah, well, you know, like everything would be better if everyone thought like me, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, I, there's so many economic factors in the way that people make the decisions that they do in their lives and like, I don't, I've, I've based my entire life basically around like, not having a car and trying to like, just live like, the least carbon. Yeah. I don't know, producing life that I can because I just, like, you know, have, that's what I've, has kept me up late at night was the thing you're like, oh, like a whole thing is collapsing, this whole thing is, that's why it's, it's almost mm. kind of hard for me to believe that I've even ever cared about like music but except for the fact that it's, like, emotionally and, like, spiritually very significant to me, mm-hmm. you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, I, you know, like, the story of the Titanic, they always talk about how, like, the, the guys went down playing music, you know? It's like, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't give in to lifeboats. They just kept playing, and I feel like that's me. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, it's going down, but, like, man, this song's going to be a banger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know? like, that's really funny. That's interesting. I, I, I could see your sense of... um. Jesus. Oh wow! All right. Of community stretching from, you know, a few people in a place to DIY shows and venues to expressing music and spreading it on the internet, and then also to like the world. Of, yeah, of being right. concerned about the carbon footprint. Yeah, I mean, you bring up good points. I mean, I don't, I don't even have like the best answers because it's like God. Uh, well, no, you I, know, I don't expect you to. Yeah, no, I
0: don't. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm an aberration. I realize, like, I'm. I'm, I don't expect everyone to live like me. You know, that's not, that's not practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just always wonder though, what people, how, if people think about it.
1: I think about it all the time. Actually, it's funny you say that. I, I do. I've thought about like, how do I get combat and core out of my life? <laughs> I was even thinking like, how do I engineer a, po- <laughs> a pond in my backyard and create this like infinite loop of catching rainwater, which I do even know if it's legal, but I'm going to do it anyway because...
0: Yeah, right. Screw it. Come at me. Come I, at me cops. I pay
1: property taxes. I'm gonna collect the water that falls on my property.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh and and clean it and have it go into a pond and use that to build like my own dam and and have like a windmill turning the water <laughs> to create a turbine.
0: God, that's and, that's next level thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. I but mean, like, I've
1: thought about it, like and I always say like when I have enough money one day, hopefully in my thirties, late thirties probably, I wanna do that. I want to have land and do that. And, and be self-sufficient, yeah, be off the yeah. grid and not connect to anything and have a low carbon footprint, have a greenhouse, have a garden, have a compost, you know, use recycled um, paper products and, and steer away from things that can't be recycled. Like everything I yeah, can, yeah. you know, I'm obsessed. I've always been recycling and I think about it. I know where at the, jaw of the line. If I, I live in the suburbs, I have to drive to work or the store. I don't I can't yeah. walk down the street to it, you know?
0: Yeah. So I, I feel like, Everyone has to make their decision, I sort of feel like, whether they're going to be rural or urban, I feel like, you know, because the suburbs are basically not going to be possible probably in, like, 40 years, I'd say. You think I so? think, you know, I mean, I mean, they maybe they'll, they'll keep going, but, like, I mean, it just probably shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist now, really, I yeah. think, but, I mean. As long
1: as there's cars that could drive to and yeah, from, you know. I mean, it's just. So it's, we have the Pace Bus, but it stays on one yeah, road. Yeah, you know, yeah. It stays on 88th I'll Avenue. I've taken the Pace Bus. It's fun.
0: It's It just reminds me like, oh, this is this is what public transportation is like in the age of cars. But like, uh yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I feel like you're either are going to be like, yeah, I'm going to grow everything and have my solar panels or like I'm going into the core of civilization so I can just like ride the bus mm-hmm. and have everything from out there shipped in here. Yeah. And it's like you have to pick one or the other. I'm like sort of straddling in a weird zone where I have a garden that's one empty city plot somehow. Yeah. That I have. Um but How, I how is it. that? Is that just... <laughs> I mean, I don't have to buy... I personally don't have to buy any groceries aside from onions and garlic and no, I mean, like how is it that,
1: is that an empty lot that's just... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just empty. Just free game?
0: Yeah, I mean, I could make it bigger if I had more time, but I don't, I mean... Hmm. You know, I certainly supply myself with enough food to eat for at least the summer. That's awesome. Basically entirely off of that plot.
1: So are you vegetarian then, or...?
0: Yeah, I guess it mostly. Mostly? Yeah, yeah.
1: Just when once in a while when it comes up, you'll eat meat?
0: Yeah, I mean like it's yeah. just like like it's like a, almost like freegan, but not it's like reverse, I don't know. Yeah. When socially it is it's is an inconvenience because it's like I just like especially like I have uh, this tamalero that uh lives that line lives, but he sells on the corner uh and I really love to support his business and he doesn't always have, you know, vegetarian tamales, you know, but I still want to support him because he's a hard guy, he's out there in the blazing hot sun or in the freezing cold. And uh you know, tamales are an amazing thing to eat while you're at work and for lunch. And uh so I support them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one that's one exception I've carved out and and I used to, you know, I used to be vegan, but I used to think about like how you know I, I'm not eating eggs grown not grown, whatever, produced here in like next door and instead of eating like quinoa that's like grown in Bolivia. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. ecologically speaking, like you know, you just have to take in the whole Context of everything that's happening around you, like yeah. what is makes the most sense, instead of living by sort of strict guidelines, because otherwise you're going to end up being kind of a weird religious guy who's then like yelling at people about them eating eggs or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> about how that cookie has has pollen in it,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: made by bees, or yeah. Whatever. I don't know, whatever.
1: Yeah, I I it's right. a tricky one. I I'm trying to get more vegetarian, vegan, and not be preachy. Just if someone asks, give give my two cents, but have a better understanding about it. Find different ways to get protein that are better for me, better for the environment. I'm. It's incremental steps. A lot of damage was done being born in 1989, <laughs> right? In, right. In Chicago and yeah. having parents like mine, where it was like meat's part of everything. Um, you 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 utilize all this energy, the natural gas, the water. You 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 drive like you, all of it. It's just like put on you, and and they never told me anything otherwise. And, right, and now yeah. I'm finally like self-taught and listening to people like yourself or all people who have experiences and, like, learn, like, that's a good point. I never thought about
0: that. You but once again, you know, you know, I mean, really it is all, like, people talk about how, like, greenhouse gases didn't go down during the pandemic, even though no one was driving, really. Like, not, it was much less reduced, much, very reduced consumption of, like, a lot of things. And we still had the same greenhouse gases. So it's not really up to individuals to, like, solve the problem. It's just something to, I guess, if you want to think about it, future post-fossil fuels, if you want to reduce fossil fuels... You have to kind of imagine how life can be different, like, you know. So I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not here to like just be like you're fucking the planet up because you uh, eat a chicken McNugget. <laughs>
1: you know, a chicken McNugget. Uh, I think I think this is a good note to end on. Okay, but good. is, there, is there anything you want to say or plug or talk about before
0: we go? Uh, I'm there's a there's a new album by Electric Sheep. It's a band that I've been recording. Uh, it should be dropping. In the next couple of months, which I guess would be fall of 2021, if you're listening in the future. (laughs) So maybe it's already out. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really excited about this album because I've been recording it over the course of a year and a half. Whoa. It's like the only recording thing I was doing during the pandemic, uh, because it's like one artist and me. He was doing all the string stuff and I was doing the keys and the drums, you know. That's cool. And, uh, and I'm just, it feels like the best sounding thing that I've ever done, which I know is like kind of a common thing when you work on stuff.
1: Yeah. That's cool. You know, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, i really Do you have a name for the record or anything? Or uh, like that's yes, yet. it's
0: called Gap Year. Ah, nice. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I love it. But thanks so much for having me on too. I just really appreciate you asking. I'm surprised you asked me because I feel like you're so much more of an... Uh, and like DZ Fest is like a like a thing. It's like a legendary, uh, you know, Stop. totem of the DIY scene. And I'm just a schmuck. No, not at all. Who's uh, like I don't think fallen that fallen far from his <laughs> from his heights Stop. on the cover of the Chicago Reader. <laughs> so I appreciate you giving me a comeback special.
1: He's a comedian too. He'll no. I I don't think that at all about you. I don't think about anybody and. I don't know what DZ Fest is, but it's something. And thank you for doing this, and thank you for having me here, and I can't wait for shows to come back here. Do you, do you have any plans for that? Or
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting because right now you know Delta variant you know, I, know. I know. I don't want to announce anything prematurely, but uh, I know. We technically should have something in August.: Awesome.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to come and see it. I can't wait to hear the Electric Sheep you better record. Come. You better I come. I will. I will. I seriously want to. All right, man. And hopefully, I'm, I mean, I'm in bands. I could perform at some point. Oh, yeah. At some point, whenever there's a show, let me know. I'm all right. Few, yeah, few definitely. Bands. Let's do it. Definitely. Yeah, thank you, Chris. And and I appreciate all things you've done for Chicago and the DIY scene for eight years for DIY Chicago, which is a hard task. It's a lot to Try to mitigate 22,000 people with their own thoughts and lives and opinions. Yeah. And you do the best you can. And I appreciate it. So thank you for that. And keep doing this thing because I'm with you on it. And I, and I completely get it in every way. So thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. And hopefully I'm reinvigorated enough I have post-pandemic to do all of those things. Yeah.
1: And we'll do this again sometime. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So we'll <laughs> Right <it> on. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it again sometime. Thanks, man. You yeah. Know, take care.